What's up? Jason Tatum here. Ball up wherever you are with NBA 2K Mobile. Playing game events to collect NBA legends and rising stars to assemble your dream team and settle things on the court. Download NBA 2K Mobile now on the App Store and Google Play. Hello and welcome back to a brand new episode of the Pick Aside Podcast. My name is Joel Moran and I'm here with River Brown, Andrew Velez, and John Carlos. This is now episode 124. In this episode, we are going to talk about the Bengals, a potential Deshaun Watson trade. Which team in the NFC South are we buying stock into? Packers versus Cardinals preview. And we'll talk about the history made this week, like Tom Brady passing for 600 touchdowns, Carmelo moving up in the all-time scoring list, and Chris Paul becoming the first player to ever have 20,000 points and 10,000 assists. And a quick Patreon shout-out to Johannes, Ruben, Brian, Ricky, E, Enzo, Matthew, Sean Solis, Sean, Rice Family, John, Sean Triplett, Burner Hoops, Court Cousins, Ben Mack, P. Dot, George, Akari, Mateen, and Jay Aqua. So Rice Family wants us to call him MH Friends. Or MH Fan. Oh, that's the Browns guy. That's the Browns guy. Yeah. He heard about Court Cousins and was like, you know what? I'm going to change my name too. Yeah. It had to be. So now he wants to go by MH. Is, is it MH, MH Friends or MH Fans? I don't know. Something like that. We were talking about the Browns Surge earlier. Are always arguing nonstop, bro. <laughs> <laughs> like, Surge could argue, argue with a brick wall, bro. Saucy? Yeah. yeah. Surge, the Packers fan? Crazy guy. 16 and 0. 16 and 1, he said. Oh, 16 yeah, and one. That's they his, lost the first week. Yeah, yeah. That's his. Uh, that's his uh, profile on Discord. They're gonna lose this week, so he's gonna change it. To we haven't. We haven't brought it up on the show in a while, but our Discord. You can join if you want. The link yeah. is gonna be in our description. It's free. To, it's free for everybody. If you're on Patreon or you're not, it gets active in there. We should probably record a Patreon exclusive episode soon. Pretty soon. Yeah, we should go live soon too. Yeah. At the end of the month, we should. De- oh wait, it is, it is the, the end, end of the month. month. Yeah, October. Spooky Halloween season. is next. Coming week. to an end, man. When is Halloween? Sunday. Sunday. Saturday. Sunday. Are you Sunday. guys getting dressed up? The, I am. I'm a grown where you, man. You, where are you going to go? Me and, me and my girl are going to be Wanda and Vision. Wanda and Vision? Yeah. <laughs> what? You look like you're about to laugh. No, nah, no, nah, I was like my mouth. Yeah, he's capping. He was laughing. <laughs> I wasn't laughing. So you don't dress up because you're a grown man? Yeah. I'm probably going to put my son. That was too cool for Halloween. I'm probably going to put my son in a little. Uh, Dress up outfit, might be Spider Man or something, Captain America with the big ass shield. I don't know. All right, that's or Ronald Neto. <laughs> nah, I'll figure it out. I'll figure something out, but I don't dress up. You don't dress up for Halloween either. Nah, I was gonna be Gravis Vasquez, but no. Oh, Gravis Vasquez. Nah, are you dressing up? I don't celebrate Halloween. You gonna dress up as James Harden? Why don't you celebrate Halloween? <laughs> When I was younger, my family just celebrated because religious purposes, and it just kind of stuck. It was kind of something that I never really did as I got I mean, older. I don't really celebrate either. I haven't dressed up since I was like, like 13, 14. No, I've dressed up for a few. I stopped going trick-or-treating since when I was like 13, 14. Tough. I mean, yeah. you have a girlfriend, so I feel like that's Facts. why you're that's dressing up. Basically. Yeah. I ain't dressing up regardless of nothing. <laughs> See, he's says that say now. That, he's like going to be buried and his girl's going to be like, you know what we're doing For this real. year. He's going to be like, ah. Not with that twin and stuff either. <laughs> I think that's crazy. All right, that's when you're married. You're going to be sick. So in the top left of the screen, there's a DraftKings transparent top logo. Of yeah. Look. Oh, there it is. Yeah. Looking at it right, it right now. Here, yeah. It's got to be right there. It's right there. It's somewhere here, right? Okay. So yeah, it's here because we have joined this network called the Basketball Podcast Network from Amaze Media, and they are sponsored by DraftKings, so that means we are sponsored 
by DraftKings. It's an affiliate partnership. We still own the podcast and all that good stuff. So we thought it was beneficial for both of us to join in this group and this network. So that's why we did it. Want to just be transparent with you guys to so you guys know, you know, what's going on Facts. with the podcast because without you guys, we wouldn't have been able to do it. And now hopefully this could turn into something great. So we can quit our jobs and quit school. God, do this all God willing, man. God willing. We're trying to do it. Who's so, trying to go to nursing school? I'm trying to quit uh, so yeah. bad, bro. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of great things happened in sports this week. A lot of historic stuff. Tom Brady passed for 600 touchdowns. Carmelo moved up in the all-time scoring list. Chris Paul, now 20K points, 10K assists. But the Cincinnati Bengals also had a really great week. The Cincinnati Bengals are now... Five and two, they're they're in the first place in the AFC, which is a shock to all of us. And Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase, they are leading the way. And this isn't a first time thing for the Bengals in terms of having a great quarterback and a, a great wide receiver. In the 2010s, Andy Dalton and AJ Green. I wouldn't say Dalton's exactly a great quarterback, yeah, but no. <laughs> they had a good quarterback. In the 2000s, Carson Palmer and Ocho Cinco. So they are no strangers to great quarterback and wide receiver play. But do you think Joe Burrow and Chase can surpass the former duos of the past and have more success as a team as well? Well, for starters, shout out to Jamar Chase. You know, he completely destroyed Marlon Humphreys. And he he, 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 like, he just put him, him in. Like, he did it to him. Uzama killed him, too. I think, you know, Carson, I think we skipped a step. You know, I think they still have to pass Andy Dalton and A.J. Green. You know, those are two guys who went to the playoffs, what is it, eight straight times. You know, and granted, Andy Dalton five. is it five. Andy in, in nine seasons. Oh, Never you. won a game. Never won a game. You they know, lost to they, the, they had a bye one They time, lost to the Texans twice. They Steelers. lost to the Colts. They lost to the Chargers. The Steelers, they should have won. They got hurt. Well, Dalton did not play. It was the Vontez, backup. Vontez Burfick, unnecessary yeah, roughness. Destroyed A.B. Jets beat him one year too, right? Yeah, with Carson Palmer, yeah. Yeah. I think in terms of talent, you know, I, I would go Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase just because I feel like I think Chad Ochocinco is better than Jamar Chase, but I think Jamar Chase has a chance to definitely eclipse him in the numbers. But I just think Chad on the field, it really wasn't no weakness in his game. He can do it all. But I think Joe Burrow, as like right now, I think he's a smarter quarterback than Carson Palmer ever was. I think his intangible, he has better intangibles. I think he's just all, all around better quarterback than Carson Palmer is in year two. So I think they are already going to probably surpass him in a year or two. But the connection that those two guys have, they can go down as one of the best duos in Bengals history because of the fact that their connection at LSU has translated into the NFL and Jamar Chase is putting up mind-boggling numbers. Now, it's you know, next year is going to be a little different. It's going to be film out on him. So, you know, he's going to be able to catch people by surprise. But the connection is just so beyond that. And I think they're going to be here for a long time. So I'll probably – I think Chad is better than Jamar. But because I think the gap between – Joe Burrow and Carson's a little bigger. I'm going to go with Joe Burrow and Chase. I think they're the more talented duo. So the OG question I could have swore was, who's better? Are they better now? So with that being in mind, obviously I said no. I mean, you can't be better than Carson Palmer and Chad Ochocinco when the two of them combined from 2004 to 2010, combined for almost 8,000 yards, 50 touchdowns, I think Ocho averaged 93 receptions from 2004 to 2007 because that was their peak together before Ocho started to miss games, get hurt, you know, see a decline in his game. So obviously with that in mind, no, not yet at least. Because from what we're seeing from Jamar Chase and, and Joe Burrow has been pretty special. 
Jamar Chase is going to shatter the rookie record. I do believe that. I think it won't take him that 17th game to to break the record either. So people aren't going to say that there's an asterisk behind that. I think Jamar's going to clean him because, again, his over-the-top game is impressive. His breakaway speed is impressive. He's looking like a top-five receiver right now as a rookie. So I do believe that, as of right now, you can't say that he's better than Carson Palmer or Ochocinco. We'll, we'll sound like we never watched a down of football in our lives. But eventually, it could get to that point. You look at Carson Palmer and his time with Cincinnati, he was turnover-prone, too. And you look at, uh, up until this point uh, of the season, Joe Burrow has had his fair share of interceptions. But at the same time, he's thrown a lot of touchdowns. I well, think look, he's already... Let me ask you a question. Let me hear it. Why can't you? You've watched Joe Burrow play. Yeah. You've watched Carson Palmer play. Yeah. Who do you think is better? So I think so throw the throw the numbers out yeah. the way. You've seen both of them play because yeah. numbers, you know, numbers yeah. can you can say, but they become a little bit miscued in the situation in football. Yeah, that really matters. You watch both of them play. You've watched Chad and you've watched Jamar Chase play. Yeah, who do you think's better? It's tough because Chad's footwork is some of the best I've ever seen from a wide receiver, and you you can ask any you know. Any corner will say it. They'll have a, they had a harder time guarding Chad Ochocinco than a lot of other wide receivers who just had size on them because of his footwork, because of his speed. He was so generational in that sense. Jamar though, kind of has everything, which I think eventually Jamar will surpass Ocho. But it's gonna he's obviously gonna have to stay healthy. He's gonna have to have this connection with Joe Burrow continue to grow, which I think it will. Now the Joe Burrow to Carson Palmer argument that one's close because. Carson Palmer didn't have the best team in Cincinnati, truthfully. And his numbers weren't the best. He had a great year in 2005. Stupendous year. I think he had 33 touchdowns. Under, I think he had under 13 or 14 interceptions. That's a really great year, especially for being your second year in the NFL. Then it was a lot of okay years, a lot of turnovers. Then he leaves, had, goes to Oakland. At the time, they were the Oakland Raiders. He was okay, but then goes to Arizona and really stood out. Like, had really good numbers. So... I look at Joe Burrow right now, and I think that you know his last season, the Bengals team wasn't that great. But this year, obviously, he's having a huge, a huge turnaround season with the Bengals, and it's kind of similar to what happened with Carson Palmer. Carson Palmer had a mediocre first year, second year comes back, they're first in the division. It's, it's looking like history is going to repeat itself, possibly. Obviously, the Ravens are right there. Bengals are good enough to be the first seed of the, excuse me, the first uh, have the first spot in their division. So it's it's too hard to say right now who's better, who I think will pro ultimately be better. As long as these two stay together for a while, I think Joe Burrow has a lot of intangibles to be better. He's mobile, can get out of the pocket, throw accurately on the run, throw accurately in the pocket itself, is smart, knows to make the right decision when he needs to, can read a field very well. So I think Joe Burrow will get there, but it's too early to say that they're flat out better. But I'm I'm on the long excuse me, I'm along the lines similar to you that I think they will be better eventually. The Bengals have had a lot of bad luck throughout the franchise's history. <laughs> and it really started to begin like in the 1990s. 1991 was their last playoff win against the Oilers, who aren't even a team anymore. And when talking about Joe Burrow versus Carson Palmer and Andy Dalton, I don't think Palmer nor Dalton are the best Bengals quarterback. I think it's Boomer. For sure. Boomer won an MVP. He led them to the Super Bowl in 1988. And they lost to the 49ers 20-17, to Joe Montana, Jerry Rice. Jerry Rice had 200 yards receiving yep. in that game. He was flat-out unstoppable. So I think Boomer is the best Bengals quarterback. And the other day I was watching a Burrow and Boomer kind of sit-down film session conversation. It was really awesome to see. The Bengals, since 2004, have made the playoffs seven times and have lost each time. They lost in 2005 to the Steelers because Carson Palmer on the second play Injured his knee, torn ACL. Then in 09, the Jets beat him, 
Rivas held Ocho Cinco to under 30 yards in that playoff game. And then from 2000 to about 2016, lost to the Texans twice, who didn't even have a quarterback at that time. The Colts, Chargers, and then the Steelers, they should have beat the Steelers. I think the duo of Dalton and Green were better than Palmer and Ocho. From a talent perspective, you can say Ocho and Palmer, but from their accomplishments, it's Dalton and Green. A.J. Green had six 1,000-yard receiving seasons. Dalton was a three-time Pro Bowler. They made the playoffs five times in nine years. Palmer and Ocho, Palmer was a two-time Pro Bowler. Ocho Cinco had seven 1,000-yard receiving seasons, and they made the playoffs two out of five years. So they didn't make the playoffs much, and they had a great team. It was Ocho, Hushmanzada, Chris Henry. They also had Carson um, Cedric Benson, who came on later. Yep. And even in 05, they had uh, Rudy Johnson, who rushed for 1,400 yards that season. But I think Dalton and Green are, were better. I will say that I think Jamar Chase and Joe Burrow are going to go down as the best quarterback wide receiver duo in Bengals history. Yep. Right now, Jamar <clears throat> Chase is on pace for 1,700 yards. That would not only break the rookie receiving record, but Jamar Chase would become the, he would have the best single receiving yards record in Bengals history, passing Ocho Cinco. Ocho Cinco, 1,400 yards. Joe Burrow is on pace to pass for 39 touchdowns which would surpass Andy Dalton's mark right now, 33 touchdowns in a single season, which is the best in Bengals history. So Joe Burrow can become, can have, can hold the best season for a quarterback in Bengals history this year. And Jamar Chase can hold the record for the best receiving season in Bengals history this year. And we're talking about somebody who's a rookie in Chase and a second year player in Burrow who tore up his knee in his first year and came back earlier than expected. My gut feeling tells me this duo was going to be the best. My gut feeling also tells me based on a track record winning at LSU, they're going to break the curse of losing in the playoffs, Burrow and Chase. Mm. And this team as a whole, because this team, great defensive line. They get after it. Tremendous run defense. A woozy a breakout season. Eli Apple having a comeback year as well. Mike Hilton in the slot. Their linebackers are very good. Logan Wilson's one of the better ball hawks in the NFL at that position. If they can get this offensive line right to a great or elite level, the Bengals can be a team, a force to be reckoned with for, for years to come. And I think this is just a start. They're 5-2 and two right now. I'm not sure if they'll finish first in the AFC, but I have a lot of confidence they'll be the best team in the AFC North this year. Best team as in best overall team. They'll finish with the best record. Okay. So wait, so I'm confused there because you said that they won't you're not sure if they'll win the division, but you think that they'll be the best. No, he said they're not, he's not sure if they'll win the conference, but they'll win oh, the division. I'm sorry, I wasn't. All right. Fair enough. Okay. Okay, not too much pushback there, truthfully, because obviously I'm looking at the Ravens. They're banged up, but even still, they've been a solid football team. We they, just saw the Bengals smoke the Ravens. They just got smoked. They got smoked for sure. They just did it to them. Yeah, and that was at Baltimore, correct? Yes. Yeah, that's pretty crazy. I'm not ready to 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 lose hope on on the Ravens' success this season, but at the same time, I'm looking at the Bengals and they're looking very complete. And this is without Tyler Boyd or T. Higgins really getting involved in the offense at all. We're seeing C.J. Uzama really be the the second breakout player. Joe Mixon started the season off very hot, kind of he got hurt, kind of fell off a little bit, but still doing enough to be to have an effective run game where you can't just scheme for Jamar Chase and double him and try and take him out the game. 
because you can't really do that because then that's when T. Higgins, C.J. Uzama, um, uh, Tyler Boyd come into play. So it's a, it's tough to say that they they that they're going to be number one in division. Obviously, because you see the Ravens and how much success they've had. But at the same time, their defense is clicking, their offense is clicking. They're having immediate success with Jamar Chase and Joe Burrow, which is paying dividends. So I mean, it's not out of the realm of possibility that we do see them win the division. I just not ready to say it's a lock yet because obviously the Ravens have earned that respect. So if Jamar Chase, say for example, he gets to seventeen hundred, would you immediately put him over AJ and Ocho? Longevity, longevity wise, no, you can't. But when we talk about Peaks? who had the best receiving season as a Bengal, yep. if even if Jamar Chase gets to fifteen hundred yards, it's him. He's gonna hold that. Ocho's at fourteen hundred, like one thousand four hundred fifty six yards. If Jamar Chase gets to fifteen hundred, he's number one. You know what's crazy about that too? I remember in AJ Green's year when he had about seven hundred yards in about seven games. And he was on pace to do what Jamar Chase was doing. Not probably at the same level, but he was, he had 100 yards repeatedly. Repeat, they were losing, though. And then he got hurt and messed his foot up, and that was the end of the A.J. Green era in the Bengals. It kind of reminds me of that situation now where Jamar Chase every week is just going out there, and he's just putting up gaudy numbers, and he's just dominating. And this is with two guys. who He, he was a third receiver coming in. You know, T. Higgins, Tyler Boyd, those are guys in front of him. And now he's asserted himself as the number one guy in his rookie year, which is – Pretty incredible. I still, I'm still, I think, nah, I'm still say Baltimore going to division though, but they did just lose. It's tough, but I, I'm, I'm yeah, still. The hope. Bengals have a tough schedule, but they do face face the Jets. Number one Sunday. in the and conference. And they see Baltimore right. one more time, right? Yeah. Who's number one in the conference right now? The Bengals? It's the Bengals, yeah. That's crazy. But it's tiebreaker because yeah. the Ravens have their five and two as well. There's a lot of teams, I think. There's it's about not, it's not two. because they beat the, the Ravens. The Titans are five and two right now as well. Bills. Bills. So there are a lot of teams at that top right now, but the Bengals own the tiebreaker, so they're first in the AFC. Yeah, right the now. conference is definitely going to be tough for sure. To to be number one in the conference would be impressive as sin, but I don't know if they could pull out being number one. They could win the division. I'll easily bet on them winning the division before them winning the conference. But I'm looking at the Bills. I'm looking at obviously the way that the Chargers have played. Can't count them out, obviously, but. Angles look really good. Their secondary looks solid, and their their rush defense obviously looks really good too. So, how do you feel about Jamar Chase and Burrow? I mean, I pretty much kind of agree with all of you. Um, I've been looking at um, <clears throat> Carson Palmer's raw numbers, and outside of that one season that you alluded to in two thousand five, I no no other season really stands out to me as an elite season uh, throughout his career as a Bengal. And then on top of that, the fact that AJ Green. And Andy Dalton, Carson Palmer, um, agent. I mean, pardon me, Ocho Cinco. They didn't even win a playoff game. So I think, like, <laughs> I know it's the truth. They, they, that's what people know the Bengals for. They and had, like, the longest nine, playoff losing sh- sh- uh, streak drought, I think. Since and in 09, they should have beat the Jets. Yeah, without a doubt. And like, we beat them. Sanchez. Sanchez. He was locked up. But, I mean, other than that, I mean, I think if Jamar Chase and Joe Burrow get a playoff win, I think that automatically puts them over them as a duo. I mean, how many years did uh, Chad and uh, – Palmer played five years, made the playoffs twice, didn't win a game. AJ Green, they and, made it five out of six, I yeah, believe. Nah, you know, no, five five out of eight, right? Palmer and Ocho made it two seasons out of six. Oh, okay, okay. Dalton and AJ made it five seasons out of nine. So oh, Dalton okay. and and none of them got it was, a win. What was it five straight? Yeah, it was five straight from so, 2011 I mean, to 2016. I, mean, I think 2015, 2016. Be, like just the way the Bengals are playing right now, I don't know if they can sustain this, but let's just say they get home field in the playoffs. I wouldn't count them out to win a game against a lower-end wild card team. 
I mean, I think they're good enough. And I think just solely winning a playoff game, that's going to resign well with the Bengals fans because you haven't seen that since 91. And then 30 years. Yeah, just about. Damn, it's a long time. You know what's crazy? But uh, it's funny because with the AFC, a low-end team can be a— could be the team. Chargers. Like the Colts could be the wild, a wild card. It could be the Chargers. It could, could be the Ravens. It could be the Chiefs. Yeah, it could be the but Chiefs. But then you know like, what else we could see? I would want to face the Chiefs. We could see, we could see a playoff uh, game? The ba- I would We could see Their the Bengals defense, head to the playoffs yeah. and get those playoff jitters because none of them, obviously, Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase, going to be a lot of people's first time you know, being there so. as well. So, I mean, I don't know. I think, I think that it really doesn't take much to be a better duel than them just outside of the fact that the two previous duels that we had, quarterback, receiver, they didn't win a playoff game. And I think if Jamar Chase... And Joe Burrow can win a playoff game. I, in my opinion, even as a Bengals fan, which I'm not, but if I was, that would put them over anybody else because you did something that nobody's done Does since '91 and win a playoff game. You have told me winning is not a QB stat. So, does that stat. put them over the top? Well, over the top. I was going to say, well, if, just if quarterback. Part of me, just okay, quarterback wide receiver receiver duel. I mean, that's the question, right? So, I think like <laughs> if they have an impact on the game, they impact the outcome of the, mm-hmm. of the game. They, you know, they have a quarterback to wide receiver connection a couple times throughout the game. If not even once, I think that's more than enough to put your mark on a playoff win. I think you know. But if like Joe Burrow, if they win that game predominantly just off Joe Mixon running and everything, all right then. Then you can, you know, it, it it's just weird. It, it depends how you would see it as a fan. Yeah. I think winning is not a quarterback stat, but winning does showcase success. Yeah. And when you look at Palmer and Ocho Cinco, they had a lot of success in the regular season. Yeah. They didn't have in the, in the playoffs. Right. Andy Dalton and A.J. Green had a lot of success in the regular season, didn't win a playoff game. They had some good statistical games in the playoffs, but they didn't win a playoff game. Carson Palmer wasn't even that good in the playoffs. I'm looking at the stats right now. First year, zero touchdowns. I think he got hurt that year. Well, the, next it, yeah. year the next year, one for one, and then the year after that, well, not even that. He's only been to the playoffs twice as a Cardinal, and Tough. they were less than stellar. So he wasn't even that good of a playoff performer either. He had a good win against Green Bay, but other than that, I agree. Yeah, in 05, he threw a deep pass to Chris Henry. Rest in peace to him. It was like a 56-yard play, and he got tackled, and he injured his ACL on that same play. It was the second snap of the game. Injuries. That's tough. And then no. John Kitna came in. <laughs> Kitna didn't play bad with Ocho, though. He gave he gave Ocho a few good passes. I would say the one time where, unfair to where Cincinnati, though. aside from the Jets, one time where I really felt like they really had a mark was against the Pittsburgh game, you know, when they played they Pittsburgh. And Bontes I Berger. feel like if Andy Dolan, even if Andy Dolan played, they would have won that game. They was hot. They came in. They had home court, uh, home field advantage. <laughs> yeah. It's tough, man. The Bengals cursed. It's, 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 it's tough. Man. And then, Didn't uh, they miss a field goal and then they iced him and yep. he made the field goal, right? That's what it was? Something no, like they that. scored and Pittsburgh got the ball. That A.B. hit put him into uh, field goal. That A.B. hit put him into field goal yes. and then they lost. I mean, yes. what do you guys think? I mean, if Jamar Chase and Joe Burrow get a playoff win, I mean, that should be more than enough to elevate them as the best duo. I mean, no, if, <laughs> if Joe Burrow holds the record for the most touchdown passes in a single season by okay. a Bengals quarterback and Jamar Chase... I think he's already ho- better than Andy Dalton, just me personally. Yeah, I do too. Yeah. If Jamar Chase... Carson- if Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase finish this season holding records in both of their respective categories, Burrow and touchdown passes and Chase and receiving yards, and they win a playoff game, yeah, I think I, w- I would put them over. It's a curse, though, man. These guys haven't won since 91. The thing is, AJ and Chad have the longevity records for Cincinnati. So it's like, oh, no. It's yeah, tough. longevity. A regular season wise, I mean, it's too early. One guy's yeah, a rookie. Yeah, but I mean, if the, if Burrow and Chase give them a historic yep. individual season I think on we'll, top of a playoff they, win. Yeah, if they lose the playoff, then I think it's going mean, to be like, the last time? when's the last time the Bengals have won that division as well? If they win the division too, like, when's the last time they won the division? It had to, to be that year. That. When they no, played they, Pittsburgh. I was going to say, they, right they, there. they had a few with, uh, what's it called? It was that year. 
That was a minute ago. Was that sixteen? Yo, the Bengals. The like, Bengals were good with AJ Green and uh, and Andy yeah, Dalton. They, they, they were team. really good. That's teams. why the Bengals have always had pretty good teams. Yeah, it's just good. they don't they, win yeah, in the they playoffs. Don't win. They're like they came in first in twenty thirteen. They were eleven and five, and then twenty fifteen okay. they were first as well. Yep. They went well, twelve and four. That was that year. They're kind of like the Kansas City Chiefs when they had Alex Smith, dope. but they went twelve and four and had to play a wild card round. That sucks. Yeah, it's terrible. It's life. Get better. Who'd they lose to that year? Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh. Right? Get better. That was the year we won. The Super Bowl? Yeah. That was when Payne was washed? Yeah. <laughs> did enough, though. You guys got and he played amazingly against got the carried. Patriots. No, I mean, he did his job to get us there, for sure. But in the Super Bowl, he got carried. Brock Osweiler. He was saying throughout the season, he couldn't feel his fingers. Yeah, man. It was, it was crazy. Some, it was on some bug shit, bro. He wanted the season to be over so bad. Thank God we won. One of the hottest headlines in the NFL right now is Deshaun Watson. Because his name is in the mix for potential trade and suitors. Right now... The Dolphins, the Panthers, I think even the Eagles and Washington are in the mix. But the main, the two main teams are the Dolphins and the Panthers. And the Texans have told teams, you're going to have to match Miami's offer because Miami's offering you the most. Now, in just this is your opinion. This is what you think. Where do you want to see Deshaun Watson go? Carolina or Miami, or it can be another team of your, of your choosing that's a realistic destination. Well, first of all, I think the Eagles can match any offer Miami puts out there just because we have the picks. But that's a topic for another day. I want to see him in Carolina, me personally. I think that puts him at either Carolina or Denver. I'm going to lean Carolina, though, because I feel like those two teams, put they have the best team suited where they're just a QB away from being a contender in whatever conference. I feel like Carolina is a little better because they're younger. You know, I think Denver is on defense. They're not old, but they're stars. Von Miller, Bryce Callahan, he's reaching that age. Kyle Fuller, he's about 28, 29, so he's he's up there. With Carolina, though, J.C. Horn is young. Brian Burns is young. Like this, Hassan Reddick is only like 26. Like this team Jeremy is Chen, young. Really, yeah, this team is really, really young. Even on offense, D.J. Moore is young. Robbie Anderson is about 27. You know, yeah, right. CMC is 25. He, they're young. Oh, so this is a young team. And Deshaun Watson's 25, about 25, 26. So he's young. So you put him in a young system with these guys that he can grow with and he can get better with. And not to mention, they have two guys. DJ Moore is one of the most underrated receivers in the NFL. I feel like him and Robbie Anderson, they'll have a way better connection than uh, Darney Boy and uh, Robbie. That would be great. I mean, Jerry, Judy, and Sutton are incredible too. Yeah. But I just think Carolina being young on both sides and being that they're just a QB away from being that good. And that division too. Like Denver has the Chiefs, the Chargers, the Raiders. Why do you want to go fight with that when you can just go to a division that has – the Bucks and the Saints. When once you get Deshaun, you're better than the Saints, in my opinion. And you you're better than Atlanta by far. You just have to compete with Tampa. And I'm not saying they're better than Tampa, but you get Deshaun, that can put you in that conversation where now you can compete with Tampa. I would rather go there. Where in, in a situation like that, you got to see the Chiefs. Mahomes is going to be here. The Herbert's going to be here. Derek Carr is still going to be here. Like Tom Brady is not going to be here forever. Yeah. Matt Ryan's gone soon. So it's like <laughs> it's Jameis yeah. Winston. You're better than him by far. So. I think Carolina don't <laughs> do that. Like <laughs> I think Carolina is the better Number one situation. Overall pick. Word. <laughs> I think Carolina is the better situation. I like them. I like their team. I think Deshaun would thrive in that role. I'll tell you what, you surprised me saying Denver, truthfully. You did, because you like kind of ruined my whole big moment. Because my one thing on my on my notes here is just Denver, period. <laughs> I like Denver. But though. I do think that Denver would be the best situation. We could offer three first round picks. We could offer Bradley Chubb. It just gets tricky with the QB situation. That's where Miami has his beat, truthfully. But at the same time, Tua wouldn't even really? yeah, Tua wouldn't even go to Houston, apparently. If that trade were to be done, a third team would be involved. I don't think Houston wants a quarterback back. 
I think they like Davis Mills, and that's why they don't want Tua. Mr. Ostrich? Which is interesting. They, Mills isn't bad, and he hasn't played terrible. He's had some terrible Mills moments. About to start once he gets back. They said he's. I like Tyrod Taylor a lot too. Tyrod has was pretty firm when he was playing, obviously, but health has always been a concern of his. But oh, I am upset you chose Denver, or you know you even mentioned that them. Chose at Carolina, all. Okay. No, I know, but you mentioned them. Yeah. But regardless, you look at Denver. Obviously, our own line's pretty solid. Our right side's our weakest point. But Deshaun's one of his strengths, if not probably arguably his biggest strength, is his ability to to roll to that side and make. Uh, to extend plays, make things happen with his arm, obviously, make things happen with his legs. He's just one of the more the more talented quarterbacks in the league when it comes to scrambling outside the pocket. We have Cortland Sun, we have Jerry Judy, Tim Patrick, Noah Font. Out of the backfield, we got Javante Williams, who up up and coming running back star, uh, potential in the making. Uh, you can just see the way that he runs through the tackles, runs through guys, his shiftiness, his his ability to not go down. He's a talented dude for sure. We still got Melvin Gordon, who's a solid pass catching running back too, who can do pretty much similar things to Javante Williams. He's just a little bit more experienced. And you look at the defensive side of the ball, where we have struggled over these past few weeks, but it's due in part to our offense inability to stay on the field and kind of give them a breather. Our defense hasn't looked great, truthfully, and we let a bunch of backups cook us against the Browns. Wouldn't wouldn't have really happened if we weren't having constant three and outs the first two sets of the game. Run, it, run the ball, run the ball, have Teddy throw the ball for five yards, which basically what he does because he's a check-down quarterback. I mean, he's gotten us three wins this season, but at the same time, it's just not what you want in a franchise quarterback or a quarterback that's going to try and win you games, especially down the stretch against solid football teams. You can't just run the ball on, on, on you know, and, and try and rely on that one. That's not working, and then, okay, let's throw in Teddy and, and have Teddy make something happen for us. That's not going to work, especially because his trust in his deep ball isn't, always there even though his deep ball isn't terrible he just has moments where he underthrows receivers like he did against the Browns when he gave up that bad interception in the red zone but I just think that overall our defense would benefit from Deshaun because he would keep them on the field allow them to get their breather we still obviously have one of the best secondaries in the league Sertan has made his mark on this league already he's an amazing corner potential top 10 easy cornerback in this league better than Bryce Hall Without a doubt in my mind. Without a doubt in my mind. Without a doubt in my mind. Um, And then you have Ronald Darby, Bryce Callahan. We're just stacked on so many ends secondary-wise. Obviously, Justin Simmons. Then our linebacking core, we probably have to get rid of Chubb, truthfully. And I'm not thinking too much about it, obviously, because we still got Vaughn Miller. That'll be fine. He's old as hell. He's he's 31. That's not as hell. He's old, for sure. Past couple seasons. Last season, he was hurt. This season, he's been firm. He did have that, that... He's hurt right now, right? I was going to say he had that bang up against the Browns, but I think he's going to be okay, truthfully. That's good. But I just think overall as a team, you mentioned about the competition standpoint too. Why not come into our division and show that you're better than Herbert? You're better than Mahomes. You're better than Derek Carr. You'd see them two times a year, and you'd be able to showcase that every single season. And especially with Deshaun, who is a competitive dude, I can see him wanting to do that and challenge those guys for sure. But but in terms of schedule wise, fair enough. Carolina obviously would would face a, a Saints team that has been on or not. I wouldn't say a decline because they're winning games, but they're not the teams that they were in the past. Buccaneers are firm, but how many more seasons is Tom Brady going to be there? Deshaun's a young quarterback. What do you think? Fifty five? He said he wants to play to fifty. That's he's crazy. Insane to me. But regardless of that, Deshaun's twenty five years old. He he could play till he's. 36, 37, 38, just depends on, you know, whether he stays healthy. You know, he's a mobile quarterback. Those are obviously more at risk to, to get injured. But I just think Denver as a whole, we become immediate Super Bowl contenders. We're a quarterback away. We've been a quarterback away. Deshaun immediately makes us that. 
I don't want the to show see. Sean is better than Carr. He doesn't need to show that. I just want to let you. Oh know. no! I mean, he's better than Herbert. Yeah, in it. my opinion, talent wise, he's better than Mahomes. He he would show that against them. Continue with your um. I don't know if that was. Crazy. I don't. I don't know if Herbert is such a gimme. It's not a gimme. Yeah, but it's the, not a gimme. But I just think in we've had this conversation. Hurt. I think in terms of what Deshaun brings to the table on the football field, of course, his arm is perfect. His vision is perfect. His ability to read defenses is borderline perfect. His ability to extend plays is perfect. What more do I really want from a quarterback, truthfully? So you think talent-wise, Watson's better think, than Mahomes? I think Mahomes? Watson, in my opinion, talent-wise, is the best rece- the best quarterback in football. Okay. Um, so That's high praise. The Panthers and the Dolphins, they both suck. They're not good teams. And the, Panth- the, pa- <laughs> the Panthers... Early in the season, yeah, they started out three and zero, but they faced teams that weren't good. Yep, uh, the Jets and the who else did they face? The Jets, the Saints, when half the coaching staff was missing. Did they beat Denver or no? Uh, they did beat Denver. They no, beat they Denver. Didn't. No, no wait, they, the Den- they didn't no, play us. And they beat the. They played the Jets. They played the Saints. They played the Texans. Okay, yeah, yeah. Then they faced the Cowboys. They lost the Eagles. They shouldn't have. Oh, they didn't play you guys. Yeah, no. I, I could just run to play you guys. Nope. But they started out three and zero, and they fell off and. There is this false narrative out there that the Panthers' defense is good and they're elite because they started out so good. You look at the stats right now, it showcases that the Panthers are a very great defense. They're they're the seventh-ranked defense currently right now, but they have lost four straight to Dallas, Philly, Minnesota, and New York. And if you look at those four games, in the first three games when they started out 3-0, opponents averaged 10 points per game on them. The last four games, opponents have averaged 29 points per game, which is tied 27th with the Chiefs and Texans. And Dallas is a great team. Philly is an okay team. Minnesota is a good team. New York is an okay team. So the Panthers gave up a bunch of points to the Giants, Philly. Dallas and Minnesota is acceptable. But you're telling me once you face good competition, your defense falls off on a cliff. I understand that the injuries are there, but Brian Burns is still playing. Yep. Hassan Reddick is still playing. Yep. A.J. Boye is still playing. Dante Jackson is still playing. Jeremy Chin is still playing. They have all of their guys. Hopefully, Stephon Gilmore saves them. The Panthers' offensive line is god-awful. Their receivers outside of D.J. Moore are not very good. Their tight end is not very good. Their running back, because CMC's not there, not very good. The Panthers aren't this glamorous situation everybody thinks that they are even though the jerseys are the coolest in the nfl as a team they're not glamorous in the, in the dolphins i ha- i was skeptical about their defense last season because they ha- they didn't let opponents score but they let opponents get a shit ton of yards and now this year they're letting opponents get a shit ton of yards but now points. they're converting it into points yep. so now they're one of the worst defenses in the nfl I think the Dolphins have better weapons than the Panthers because of Waddle, because of Parker, because of Gusecki, because of Preston Williams and Will Fuller and Miles Gaskin. Now that CMC's out, yeah, he's the better running back out of you know him and Shubba Hubbard. My sleeper team CMC, for he's coming back soon. Yeah, I know, but yeah, when though, you know? Nah, but seems ah, uh, that's a tough. I think I think tough. the Panthers are running him to the ground right now. Yeah, it's tough though. But I think if they get Deshaun, what? they don't need to. I don't want Deshaun Facts. to go to Carolina. I don't want him to go to, to go to Miami. I want him to go to the Pittsburgh Steelers. I think the Pittsburgh Steelers have a roster in place for Deshaun to win now. Receivers in place for him to have success. 
right away. And their defense isn't fake good. It is good. It's not like Carolina. They're pretenders. Yep. The Steelers have a great defense. And, yeah, their offensive line isn't good, but Deshaun Watson has been playing with a bad offensive line since he got into the NFL. It's not that big of a deal. I want to see him go to Pittsburgh because I think they are legitimately a quarterback away and an, uh, an average offensive line away from being a top team in the AFC, and he could be Ben Roethlisberger's replacement. I'm not opposed to it either. Deontay like Johnson, it. obviously. Uh, Claypool, obviously. Juju's on a one-year deal. I don't know what happens. They bring Juju's back injured again. for the season. Oh, you're right. That, that, James that Washington just is there. Out. James Robinson, he has the talent, obviously. Oh, James Washington, excuse me, does have the talent to be a solid wide receiver, just hasn't had the opportunity up until this point. I think he's a free agent also as well at the end of this year. And a tight end, Pat Fairmouth. I like he him. Is pre- he's had some good, he has some good moments too, but obviously the big name that we haven't mentioned, Najee Harris and his ability to yeah. catch, catch balls out of the backfield, his ability to just have the ball in his hands and carry it. Whatever you need Najee Harris to do, he will do it for that and, team. And I know that Pittsburgh isn't a realistic option, but I think if Deshaun goes to Carolina or Miami, he's going to waste his career the same way he would have done in Houston. He still does have a no trade clause. So he's going to have to 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 let, you know, let them know whether he wants to go there or not. He has said he doesn't want to go to Carolina. He doesn't want to go to these other teams. The one team that is firm that he would go to is Miami. They have a lot and, of masseuses and there. And believe it or not, that's, that's unfortunate. A that's a crazy yeah, joke. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, that's strong. Um, another team that he said that he's interested in going to is Denver. That's really the only two teams that he's really come out and said that he wouldn't mind coming is Miami and Denver. Yeah. That's interesting. Because obviously the no trade clause makes things harder. And Miami. I hope he comes to Philly. Miami for weapons. I think he already said he doesn't want to go to Philly. I don't know, bro. I, uh, Philly we, isn't it, man. What do you. They're not bro, it. Bro, stop. Weapons wise, <laughs> they, they, are, they don't even come anywhere near Miami, Carolina, us. So their defense is bad too. Our defense, their rush is, bad defense we, is solid. Our defense there. is bad because we get off the field easily, and we're not running. Very good the, point. We're not Very running the proper scheme for our boys up front. But at the same time, we you don't have anything like we have our pick, Miami's pick, and you know Colts. I pick. mean, we still have all of our picks, and we're terrible. We easily could. But we have our pick and Miami's pick, dude. After losing to the Browns B team, C team, maybe I wouldn't put it past us if we didn't win another game this year. Our pick's going to be amazing. Yeah, your pick. Our pick's going to be amazing and Miami's pick. That's a fact. You do have two great picks. Let me give him Jalen Hurts. So, JC, where do you want to see this? I, mean, I kind of agree with Ribs. I like that Carolina. I like the Carolina pairing. I mean, DJ Moore, Robbie Anderson are good. I don't really know how much longer Robbie Anderson is going to be there. I heard that he doesn't really like playing with Sam Darnold. I mean, I've, I've read a report. You know, He's like, Deshaun. Yeah, Deshaun Watts is definitely... If Deshaun Watson goes to Carolina, he's going to revive Robbie Anderson. Robbie Anderson is not good right now because he's never been good with Sam Darnold. Why? I wouldn't you? say never. He was all right in New York. Because Sam had no, to force actually, feed him. Actually, that was no, the only receiver his there. His best season came, came with Josh, with Josh McCown. McCown, who was like 39 years old. But like he was even he more played, accurate uh, than Sam Darnold. <laughs> I remember that. And game. Robbie Anderson, he threw shots at Sam when he got to Carolina. Because uh, I think in his first couple of games, Robbie was doing really good. And then somebody replied, it's nice to finally have a quarterback oh, that doesn't overthrow you. I mean, and no, he, he I think he liked it and yeah. retweeted Ooh. it and Yo, can I, it. Can I ask you He's something? miserable as hell. Sam Darnold and Robbie Anderson haven't connected since the Jets, that, that deep passing against the Jets. That, that was the only time this season that, that they connected. For a touchdown. Yes. Mm-hmm. Are you serious against the yeah. Jets? Yeah. Oh my God, I, had I, got, I got a question stuff. for you guys. That's crazy. Sam Darnold got another opportunity. But with the Jets, he was horrible. 
why hasn't Gardner Minshew got an opportunity? Because with the Jaguars are a bad organization, and Gardner Minshew with them didn't play horrible. You think he's going to play over at Hurts? I don't think he's going to do it, but I, I felt like in the offseason, the Panthers should have traded for Minshew instead of yeah. Donald. I thought Minshew, I think Minshew is a better quarterback than I Donald. Don't, I, just, I don't know why. Yeah. I thought Minshew was all right in Jacksonville. I thought he played fine. He was good. He Played with whatever they gave him, he did all right. He makes winning plays. Only, I don't, I don't know why. The only he thing play. that's kind of a turnoff about the Panthers, I agree with you. They kind of do run CMC into the ground a lot. I mean, he gets a lot of touches from the backfield, running the ball. So that's why like, he's injured. I, I was gonna, I, like, I was gonna say, Brian uh, Deshaun. That I question, Deshaun. Yeah, yeah, I, does. yeah, I think that could help him. But like a CMC Deshaun Watson duo would be like amazing because that's a superstar running back. You when get, he's healthy, he's he's a bro, top three running back. Out of Miami, Denver. It's another in receiver Carolina. too. Deshaun, CMC, DJ Moore. Who's beating that three man tandem? Like healthy. You're gonna laugh at me. I am gonna laugh because you're gonna say Javante Williams. And I'm J- just gonna look at you. Jerry Judy. That's the piece that we can't forget. Obviously, Judy has Jerry been Judy able to. Good. Jerry Judy's really he's good. Like no, he's good. But he's I think good. CMC's the gap that really puts like. Well, CMC's a superstar. He has to stay healthy though. That's the. the I think getting Watson would help his health because he doesn't have to do too much. Look, I, I think Denver has better weapons all around. I think well, yeah, so, no, too. all around. I'm I think just D- from I think DJ Moore is one of the more underrated receivers in the league. Sure. When you have Judy Sutton, that's it. Hamlin's out for the year. That hurts. But Tim Patrick is really good. Noah Fant. I think from an all around standpoint, Javante Williams. Definitely has better weapons from an all-around standpoint. But back to my question, I feel like organizations, I feel like coaches and GMs overlook Minshew because of his arm strength. But the <laughs> bottom line is that he he makes good plays. I don't think he's a franchise quarterback, but he's definitely a good bridge quarterback and is better than Sam Darnold. I don't think Sam Darnold is good. <laughs> Truthfully, you know you're down bad when you're talking about Gardner Minshew coming in to take over your franchise. That's that's number one. I, I mean, he went one in fifteen with the Jaguars. He didn't play terrible, <laughs> but obviously still didn't have. No, 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 no. He didn't go one in fifteen. He didn't start every game. You're 100 percent right. He didn't. Yeah. I don't think he. he no. He, game, so he though. went zero. No, no, no. He went zero and whatever. <laughs> uh, but obvious, um, look, that sounds terrible. But at the no, same, it, it but at the same terrible. time, he didn't play horrible. He wasn't horrible. He actually won their game. He was one in seven. So then, what Ooh. happened? Did he get hurt? He did get hurt, but he threw sixteen touchdowns, five interceptions. I mean, if you're a bridge QB, uh, you're not really like. And he's like quarter- a Teddy. His quarterback rating was ninety six. Is he like a Teddy? In mm. a way, he's like a Teddy in a way. Yeah, I, he might be a little bit better than Teddy. I'm gonna be honest. Because uh, he can't have trusted Teddy. He's but this is what I'm saying. Gardner Gardner Minshew and Jacksonville both seasons had an above ninety quarterback rating, twenty one touchdowns to six interceptions his rookie season, and sixteen touchdowns. To five interceptions his second season, and in his rookie year he went six and six with Jacksonville, one and seven the next year. Yeah, but like Minshew has been way better than Sam. And when you look at Jacksonville, Jacksonville's weapons and the Jets' weapons, I mean they were eerily similar, eerily similar. I agree. And so coaching you're too. Minshew deserves it, but where would you put him? Like I said, if I was Carolina, I would have rather traded for Minshew than for Donald. You I think, think the record would be different. Yes, I do. I do. I do. I do, hundred percent, a hundred percent. It was funny. Donald has seven interceptions. Donald has seven interceptions in his last four games. Yeah, Donald's been really bad lately. Minshew's never thrown that in a season. He's thrown one less. He threw six. Yeah, in, in eight games. I mean, <laughs> are we even at the halfway? Who'd you, who'd you say he played? He said he, he's played Dallas. Understandable. 
Okay, we're gonna put that to the side. Who else? Is, who else they lost to? The Giants. They just lost. They got blown out by the Giants. He got benched. That's not understandable. <laughs> we're not taking that. Eagles. Eagles. That's not understandable. We're gonna put. He that made Darius Slay look like the best corner in the league. The Vikings. Darius Slay is dope. Nah, he's great, but yeah, come on, he do made. That. He... Don't do that. <laughs> don't Vikings, do that. Though. You tried to do that. Don't nah, do that. Yeah. Nah, Darius Slay's been pretty. Yeah. Pretty. Vikings. All right, so the three. I gotta look at it and be like, damn. But but I'm not gonna put the Dallas one over. Like I'm be like, all right, you know they. They cause a lot of turnovers. Even the Vikings, though. I mean, I could have met Darius Lay. You folded. We know, bro. You folded. Tell us the story. You folded incredibly bad, Mister. I, I didn't recognize him. It's crazy. I didn't recognize him. He has a regular face, like I know. He looks like a typical hood guy, <laughs> <laughs> like a guy we just regularly see. I don't know how you didn't notice him. It's because he changed his number. That's why. Well, Minshew's not playing in Philly. That doesn't so. make sense. What you just said. Who? You said he looks like a regular guy, so you don't know how I didn't notice him. Well, that's no, like, no, no, like, like, you know how we, like, I don't know. What I'm, I'm not going to lie. I wouldn't notice him. <laughs> I mean, y'all laughed. And, like, I knew that I was, I met his trainer, though. I was talking to his trainer. Not yeah. Same. I know. <laughs> I, I, I was like, because his trainer came out from talking to him. I was like, yo, that was Big Play Slay. Yeah. Oh, and now he was you like, call him Big Play <laughs> Slay. Okay. Yeah. And he was like, and he was like, yeah, I'm a trainer. I'm like, oh, that's what's up, man. That's dope. And then uh, that's it. That's Yeah, that's all right. I saw Darius Slay. I was like, "Yo, Slay, so what, Slay." So, what do you think Minshew's like? Because he's not playing this year. Like, he's not. It's he's not killing play. me that we're talking about Garner Minshew. I mean, this is la- say, say your piece, and then we'll he's move. He's not on. even that bad, though. Ooh, he's Minshew. not that nah. bad. His numbers say he's not that bad, but at the same time, it's not like it's translating to wins. I mean, he's obviously. not a good he enough for a bad team, though. For sure. Rave about him. No, like I said, I don't think I don't think he's a franchise quarterback. I know. I know. I'm not saying. I think it's Kyle Lowry. That's fine, right? Ah, respect Kyle Lauren. Teddy, Teddy. Put a little more respect on his name. Teddy has a playoff game. Teddy. Stop, respect Teddy. (laughs) Kyle Lauren? You don't think he's Kyle Lauren, though? No. Put a little bit. Kyle Lauren had like three good seasons, bro. I mean, it's more than Minshew. Kyle Lauren's best season is similar to Gardner's best season. Kyle Lauren has like 100 TDs. Kyle Lauren also had Brandon Marshall, which helped him for sure. I mean, Minshew threw 16 touchdowns in eight games. That's very good. So he could have then he throw twenty one like, over... like sixteen though. Yeah, in his so rookie let's, season. Let's pump the brakes. His rookie here. season. Though. Yeah, but let's pump the brakes so he could have done bad. more, bro. In his rookie season though, that's yeah. his rookie season. Yeah, but he's like... what, how many quarterbacks throw for twenty touchdowns in a rookie season though? Not a lot. I can't name one. Nah, I feel like t- not twenty lately. That's lately, not, that's pretty low. Baker did it. K one did it. Lamar didn't do it. Josh but, didn't do it. Sam ain't do it. Herbert did it. Are you, Josh didn't do it. Are you sure? I don't think Josh. Josh did. Allen, no, he didn't Josh do it. Did okay, Dak did it. I think. Luck definitely did. Luck did it. Dak. I mean, did you're it. talking about franchise R- guys. RG three definitely well, did. They didn't know Dak R-G3 was a franchise was guy. That year. Mark Sanchez didn't do it. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, Dak definitely. Tannehill did it. didn't do it. You guys say his name way Wentz too much. Wentz didn't do it. Wentz do like sixteen. Yeah, I said Dak. He it's, did. It's not. It's rare, and especially as efficient as Minshew did it, it's pretty rare. I'm not saying he's a rare guy, but I'm just saying he's not that bad. He's just a little undersized for my liking. Is he better he than Jalen Hurts? Because if he's not better than Jalen Hurts, then this. I honestly think he is. It's okay. tough. Jalen Hurts' opinion. arm is sketchy. Fourth quarter sketchy. comes and something happens and he just. Is he better than Tua? No. <laughs> <laughs> you hate Tua. It's all right. Tua's been playing pretty well lately, so I'm good. They lost. They did, and their defense really needs to step it the hell up. They're one and six, right? Yeah. It's over. It is. Oh, yeah. What are you oh, stepping Andy up? Don't, Andy Dolan threw 20 touchdowns this rookie. Yuck. Yeah, so I think he was really win. good. So he came to win. Tough. <laughs> Ryan Mallett did. Derek Carr did. Tough. 
Derek Carr. RG3 did, did right? James Winston, that's your boy, did it. James RG3 probably did it too, right? You should have said like 25. Andrew started 12 Andrew Luck obviously did it. Now you want to back out. He started Russell Wilson through 26 his say, rookie year. If you look at Deshaun, I mean, this is a first rounder compared to Deshaun tore his ACL. Exactly. I was going to say he was close to 20. Russell nah, but Minshew only started 12 games. So if he started all 16, he could have done like maybe 25. Could have maybe through 22. <laughs> <laughs> no, honestly. Like, yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. Legit. On to the next topic. Tom Brady threw his 600 touchdown pass. I hate that, man. First time <laughs> that anybody's ever done it in NFL history. He, he has person, a sizable right? gap. On everybody else. The greatest. And get this. Tom Brady has seven Super Bowl rings. He lost to Eli twice. Then he lost to Philly. He's been... Tom Brady has been to the Super Bowl ten times. Donovan McNabb. Yeah, he beat McNabb. Tom Brady has been to the Super Bowl ten times out of 22 years in his career. (laughs) That means... That's... Say that one to ten out of 22. Tom Brady has been to the Super Bowl ten times out of the 22 years he's played in the NFL... And out of those 22 seasons, one season he got a torn ACL. The first, his rookie season, he didn't play. Tom Brady, by the numbers, has a 45% chance to make the Super Bowl based on his numbers, how many times he's made it versus how many times, how, how long he's played in the NFL. Steph Curry's three-point percentage is 43%. I would like so Tom Brady has a better chance of making the Super Bowl than Curry does not make I would like to know ridiculous. the numbers of him just going to the AFC Championship because that's oh probably gosh. at like 17 or 18 There's times. Been years where he lost in the AFC Championship yeah, it's game like, against Denver that one year too. This topic is just a, there a gas up Tom Brady. Talk about I Tom love Brady. It. I love yeah, it. This the, we spoke about it. Yeah, like just mean, just 10 minutes. Just, 10 minutes just, Tom, Brady. Tom Brady. Brady is first in passing yards, first in touchdowns. This season, 2,275 yards, 21 touchdowns to three interceptions, second in QBR. And the 600 touchdown pass was caught by Mike Evans. He gave it to a fan. The fan gave it back because he said, I can't say no to Tom Brady. And Tom Brady gave him two signed Brady jerseys, a helmet, a signed Mike Evans jersey, and cleats, two season tickets for two years, $1,000 credit to the Buck store, and he gave him a Bitcoin, which is worth sixty-six thousand dollars. I need right a thirty k cash. Well, that's sixty-six k right there. Well, yeah, that's that part. Sixty-six thousand dollars. One Bitcoin in but however I'm about, many years. I'm talking about, is the, be worth I'm talking about I needed the Bitcoin oh and the thirty k. I don't care about none of that other stuff. I don't care well, about think the season about it like this. The season tickets. You could sell those for bread. Let's say he doesn't go to a single game. He could sell every single one of those. That's a few G's right there over two seasons. In-store merchandise. Jersey, I don't care about no damn the jersey, the jersey from Brady, the helmet from Brady. That's, that's a few K right there. Tough. So he he definitely made out, but at the same time he folded by giving it away right away. If he holds it till the end of the game, well, that list would have been even more, more egregious. They went they went to him right after, which was real. And listen, the the guy who gave the ball back deserves endless respect. But well, at the same time, you know, life. I'm gonna be honest. I think it actually went better for the guy that he gave it back. Probably never got because if, if he held because it. if he held it, he would have been looked down upon and oh no, they no. might have not given him that much. Everyone it. should look at this dude and just think he's a genuine, real dude. But and he has to make it out the stadium it, with the ball too. But they I'm said the, the ball was valued at a minimum five hundred k. I'm gonna be honest though, like if you're in that Michael stadium, Jordan draws is a million. 
<laughs> Such a random thing to throw that's out crazy. there, but that's funny. No as way. But if you're in that stadium, you I'm gonna show you after. If you're in that stadium, you what? see a guy walking with the 600 touchdown ball. You're going to mom. You're not trying to get it. If I'm with, I'm, if it's us, I'm telling y'all, we need to put I'm tackling. So him. funny you say that because Barry Bonds, when they hit his home run uh, to break Hank Aaron, the guy got it. They escorted him out of the stadium, like security and everything, because they, they knew exactly. Okay, that's smart. If it was us four there, if we seen him, we got to do it to him. But he's in I would have done the same thing. I would have said, I can't say no to Tom Brady. Yeah, no. And I'd go over there, I'd meet Tom Brady. I would have never said no to Zach Wilson. First TD, you'd have been like, I can't say no to Zach Wilson. You just gave that right to him. I was like, come on. I just say, I want a picture with him. <laughs> to Darno, he's just what, throwing that shit back. What sport has where their GOAT is literally number one or two in every stat and one in winning? <clears throat> Tennis? Maybe you look at the NBA, the goat fluctuates, and even then, there's not the most. They don't have the most. Chance. I think swimming, football. I think stats. football Swim, is the I only was sport. Say swimming, like Phelps. Nah, not even in soccer either. Nope. I think football is Pele? the only sport. Hmm? Pele, no. Most championships, most goals. He's not the best player ever, though. No, he does not have the most goals. Messi King, has the whoa, most. Goals. You can, you're not gonna stop. No, I'm. Stop. Pele has like over 800 goals. I'm bugging. No, no, like throughout his entire That's career. That's what I'm saying. But Messi has the most international no, goals. For sure. He just passed them. Sure. That's what I'm saying. Tom Brady has everything. But and Messi the has the most time, La Liga goals too. But Pele also has the World Cups. That's why they. That, that's the that's not that's the knock on Messi doesn't yeah. have a World Cup. But Tom, I think football is the only sport where there's an undisputed goat. Tom Brady's the undisputed goat, and anybody that tries to argue it, it's really no point of arguing it right now. Search. He tries to argue. He will argue it down. You know I mean, a lot of people try to argue Payton, but he's yo, not. Tom I, yo, I talked to this I'm guy. I'm a Payton fan. I, I will tell you, Payton's three. It's Joe Montana and then number one, Tom Brady. Tough. You have met three. Yo, nah, Pay- I got it. You know what's honest. crazy? Tom How about Brady. Regular season. Regular season. Payton Manning is the goat. Payton Manning is the goat in the regular season. Tom Brady is second all time in fourth quarter comebacks, and he he's. Who's one? Historic Payton Manning. Yeah. And he's historically played with teams that blow teams out. So that means that Tom Brady, when he gets his chances to do it, done. He it's does over. It, it, it. There's no doubt about it. He gets the job done. That's insane. And that's why he's so great. So but how amazed are you by Tom Brady's greatness and how long he's been able to sustain it? How it's, long it, can he play? It's really that. I'm more amazed by how long he's been playing. Like, forget the, the numbers. He's playing at 40 years old. And bro. he's a great guy. All right. Yeah. I mean, I don't that's care. That's up for debate. He's become a great guy. Who I ca- think he's a great guy. Who cares? cares no but that plays a part who cares that definitely plays a part Great guy or not whether he's an asshole or not he has Dude, 600 teams. barry bonds is arguably the greatest he's baseball player ever he's known he's, as a he, exactly people they despise barry bonds he's still known as what N- not really but the respect really. is not there. cheated bro that, oh, allegedly well, then, i mean never i don't know about i'm not yeah, gonna he get allegedly the, cheated why, why, is, he, why is he in the baseball hall of because they have the the Alleged thing that he there's did horror steroids. stories from people that covered the team, the media guys that Barry Bonds used to just be a horrible human being. I personally don't like me personally. I don't care if you're an asshole. Or not. It's what you do, like what, what do you do on that court? I mean, whenever I, watch, whenever, I agree. Whenever I watch Tom Brady play, and after he wins a game, or you know they interview him post game, whenever he talks, he talks in a really humble That's manner. A fact. And I watch the games with my dad, and my dad said, "Man, he's a great guy. Man, you could tell he's just a humble dude." And that's a, that's the thing when I when I see Tom Brady, you can just tell he's a humble guy. You know, <laughs> Man, in you're the, the worst Jets fan in the in the press in the press <laughs> conference right in, in the press conference. He, you know, when the guy had the six hundred touchdown ball, he said that was really nice of him to give it back, and that was really cool of him. And that's why when he get, like what what players giving somebody a bitcoin, Tom Brady's like, I'm gonna give you a bitcoin. This I'm a, I'm gonna secure your future <laughs> with the bitcoin. Not for real, like that's real, bro. That's real. I mean, you seem really excited about him as a man. I just think Tom Brady's great, bro. Man. I mean, 
We're Jets fans, bro. We know front, uh, you know, firsthand how you just great said this you guy hate is. Him. I hate him, but like I don't hate I, Tom I Brady. respect him. I hate him, but I respect him. I love Tom Brady because I think when you when you're watching somebody that's doing something at such a high level, you, you have to respect it. You have to just honor the greatness. Yeah. Because Tom, I think you can honor the greatness and still hate them. I, that's what I do. I, but I, I, I know I mean, he's great. I I just have huge admiration for Brady because you gotta understand for some for Brady to be doing it this long to yep. be this good for this long he has mastered the quarterback position he has mastered mechanics he has mastered reading defenses he has mastered adjusting his prote- protection reading things pre-snap he we're watching a master at his craft right now yep. and for him to be 44 45 and he's in the mvp conversation insane i mean brett Favre fizzled out paying fizzled out two reasons Drew, he wasn't at Drew all. Brees, he, no, old, he fizzled out. That's he fair. fizzled he out fizzled because he out. couldn't throw the yes, ball down the correct. field. Big Ben, same thing. Yeah, everybody yeah, knocked Brady. Cooked. Brady's last in New England. Everybody knocked him, said he couldn't throw the ball deep. He said, watch this. I'm going to go to Tampa Bay and Bruce Arians' offense, known for throwing the ball down the field, win a Super Bowl in my first season there. I mean, that's just historically great. One thing that stands out to me, and then we can move on. His MVP season in 2010, he had 36 touchdowns, four interceptions. Last season, he had 40 touchdowns at age 43. 40 touchdowns. I think he had 12 interceptions, something along those lines. Threw for 800 more yards than his MVP season. The year difference from 2010 to 2021, for him to have those numbers still at the age of 43, that's what amazes me most. Obviously, we don't see people do this at age 36, 37. The fact he's doing it at 43, 44, it is unheard of in any sport, truthfully. You don't see, I mean, I think baseball is the only sport where you see people over the age of 40 have some kind of success. Never in football, never in basketball. I think Kareem Abdul-Jabbar was really the only one, and he he had a, a visible drop-off. Brady's yet to show that. Brady is a Hall of Famer in three decades. 2000s Hall of Famer, 2010s Hall of Famer, and even in the 2020s, he's already won, he's won a, the first Super Bowl in 2020s, and 2021, the Bucks could win again. We don't know. I mean, did you guys did you guys see the uh, Tom Brady and uh, Peyton Manning and Eli? Uh, yeah, I saw it. It was amazing. Yeah. It really Tom was Brady great. was talking about how he, he called Peyton before he went to uh, – to, to understand how you integrate the offense into the uh, how he how he integrated the Colts offense into Denver. Denver, he called Peyton to see how he would do that same thing. So I, I thought that was pretty cool. I didn't That's close. another thing I like about uh, Tom Brady too, and about just I think Peyton Manning as well is that you see in a lot of other sports people that you had a lot of battles with, you were very competitive with. When they retire, they're not the best of friends. They they're still that the thing. Each other. Tom Brady, every anybody he's faced, like you can see that there's nothing but admiration. When they're on the football field, they're competitive as hell. But outside of it, it's nothing but love. It's admiration for what you did for the game. And I think that's an amazing thing. They played in a golf game. Tom and, uh, Phil Nicholson and Tiger. Yeah. <laughs> it was hilarious. They played TB12. In yeah. I'm going to say Payne's had a lot of time to work on Are you going to buy strokes. some of those products by t- from TB12? I personally will not be because I cannot own anything Tom Brady related out of respect for my GOAT, Payne Manning, but I can understand why people would buy it. I don't even know what he's selling. He's TB12 selling a lot t-shirts, of... the hat, Oh, I'm Tampa cool Bay. off that. No. He's selling a bunch of things also to have your body youthful and like I guess just the workout TB12 stuff. method. Just workout oh, stuff. Uh, who were they clowning yesterday? Oh, I'm blanking on his name so badly. 
Eli? No, I was a coach of theirs, and he was wearing the TB12 shirt, and he was like, oh, you th- is this guy on the TB12 method? Oh, man, I wish you guys were watching. I saw it, yeah. You know, I, know I don't know his coach. name. It was yeah, a coach. Yeah, facts. But he definitely did not look like he was using the TB12 method by any means. So who knows how, how effective it truthfully is. The but division it- that Brady currently resides in is the NFC South with Tampa Bay. And the other three teams in that division are the Carolina Panthers, Atlanta Falcons, and New Orleans Saints. We're going to have a little fun segment here. It's called buying or selling. And it's kind of like buying stocks or selling stocks. Let's just act like all of us have some stock into the Panthers, Saints, and Falcons. At this point in time, are you going to be buying more of it? Or are you selling all of your shares? Or are you going to hold off because it's a wait and see process? First team up, the Carolina Panthers. Are you buying, selling, or are you holding your stock on them? I'm going to hold my stock okay. at the moment. I just think, you know, the, like you said, the defense has been playing well. Sam Darnold has been garbage in his last four games. But I'm still optimistic this team still isn't fully healthy. They get Stephon Gilmore on this roster, so that can help tremendously. So I'm going to hold stock because I still think this team still has talent. But we'll wait and see. So I'm holding stock on this one. See, if we're actually talking about the stocks, right, and if we're going to be very, very real... If you sell the Panthers right now, you're getting you're selling them at their lowest that they've been arguably all season. But at the same time, I can't hold on to these guys because the schedule's shaky. Have to I play know. the Bucks twice. Falcons have been playing very well lately. Have to play them twice still. Have to play the Bills. Saints aren't a pushover. Obviously, as long as it's in the division, it's going to be a good game. Play the Patriots as well. They've been solid against every team that they've really wins. played. Also, Carolina. I mean, excuse me, also the Cardinals. The the C messed me up. Uh, The Cardinals as well. Washington's a winnable game for sure. Dolphins, again, winnable game. I'm selling. I I mean, I can't trust this team, truthfully. Uh, Even against bad teams, they show that they can still lose, obviously against the Giants, obviously against the Eagles. So there's not much faith on my end from from looking at them, truthfully. They get Deshaun, obviously a whole different story because he's just a whole different ball player. But... With the current roster that they have, with the injury that they have to CMC, who knows if he does come back. The hamstring injury, we talked about it early in the season. It's a nagging injury that really is just difficult to get rid of. You need time to heal, and if you're not active with taking care of it, it will linger a whole season. We saw with Julio Jones. We're seeing it again with CMC. I'm selling. I can't hold on to this. Carolina Panthers. I'm selling my stock on them because of Sam Darnold. Uh, I don't think Sam Donald is good. I've said it so much times on his show. You've also said that he's looked pretty good also. Stop it. Against the Jets. Nah, but then the, again, the week who after the, the Texans. Saints? And, and I, wait, I repeatedly said on this show, I don't think those wins were noteworthy at all. After like the second loss, which, listen, I'm with you. At the same time, listen, I was in for, for a second. I was in. It's all right to say you were in, but then you're, they're showing the true colors. I was in because of their defense, not because of Sam. I think Sam is bad. Well, we're talking about the team right and now. And even if Deshaun Watson goes there, I don't know if he's going to play this year because, you know, of his ongoing case, I'm selling my stock on the Carolina Panthers. Yeah. I don't believe in this team whatsoever. Tough. I don't think they're better than some of these teams we're about to talk about next. Did you know that because Deshaun's case isn't federal or there's an actual impending charge, or not, excuse me, it's it's not a federal charge or it's not something else that I'm missing off the top of my head. Because it's not those two things, he's not allowed to be put on the commissioner's list, hmm. which is interesting, which basically means if he's traded, he's playing. So he just hasn't played because he doesn't want to play. Because in Houston, the, the Texans are being wise and they're not playing him. Okay. That's interesting. That changes everything. 
Um, I, I agree with both of you. I'm I, I'm not really high on Sam Darnold and their schedule. I was just looking at it now. It looks really tough. I mean, you have to play the Falcons twice. Who I think the Falcons are a better team than the Panthers, in my opinion. I, Falcons have been playing good football. Grant, they haven't really played anybody that well. So we'll find out this Sunday when they play who's going to win that game. I got the Falcons. I'm Falcon calling Panthers game. sweep right now. Against the Falcons? Yep. They're going to sweep the Falcons. Ooh, yep. Okay. Okay. Uh, but other than Taking that, it I mean, right now. I agree with Joel. I mean, Sam Darnold has regressed against solid competition. And just the benching of him last week, I don't know if that's going to really I – don't, I don't know if that's really good for his psyche because now he – now, now that just shows that he's playing on a short leash with that team. You know and what I mean? They put in PJ Walker, man. Yeah. Oh, it's I like, like PJ. He has a great I, I story, do too. but definitely he's not a good does. Yeah. So it's not a good. I'm, I'm selling. The, I'm selling the Panthers for those two reasons. Next team, the Atlanta Falcons. Right now, they are three and three. They have beat the Dolphins, Jets, and Giants. So it's not a great three and three, but they are three and three. Are you buying, selling, or holding stock? Well, I never had stock to begin with with Atlanta, but I think. I'm just going to hold. I'm not going to buy any. I'm just going to stick hold. I still, I think they'll fall down to earth eventually. Team is just isn't good. And like I said before just now, Carolina, I think it's going to sweep them. So I'm not going to buy anything. I'm just going to hold still with no stock for Atlanta for me. I'm buying. I mean, I like the offense. Kyle Pitts is really emerging. Dude, he's been he he he's might he might break the rookie tight end record for, for receiving What's the yards. record? That's a great question. He's so on pace you, to break it. Though. Okay, thank you. He looks spectacular. The one person that's giving me some kind of pushback, though, is Calvin Ridley. We really haven't seen him put his foot in the ground and really take off without Julio this season. Obviously, he missed two games, uh, one for personal reasons. I think he had a. Uh, did they have a? I think they might have had their buy already. So early, like early on, he just hasn't been what you were expecting. He's had a touchdown in a few games that really saved his stat line, but the yardage really hasn't been what we all were expecting. How he was last season, Julio was gone last season, and Ridley was still being. Un- he was unbelievable without Julio, but even still, I just like the way that they've integrated uh, inter- integrated, excuse me, Cordero Patterson into this offense. He really has been a very solid piece for them. Arguably their best offensive weapon right now through the run in the past. Doesn't matter. Matty Ice just loves giving him the rock. My- Mike Davis has been a question. You know, he really hasn't been consistent at all this season. But I, I do trust Cordero in the way that they've had him, or they have his role currently in the offense. He's I love nice. the Falcons uh, defensively. Run defense has been solid. Last season it was good. This season it's been good. The obvious hole is is the secondary. The secondary really all, isn't all too great. But as a whole, I love the way that Matty Ice has been playing. I love the way that Pitts looks. Calvin Ridley is inevitable that he turns up, especially with the emergence of Pitts. I do like the Falcons. I'm buying. I'm buying too. <clears throat> because of Kyle Pitts. Tough. You compare Kyle Pitts to Julio Jones in their first six NFL games. Julio Jones had 488 yards receiving. 28 catches, two touchdowns. Pitts had has 471 yards, 31 catches, and one touchdown. And they haven't been using they haven't been using Pitts in the offense. They just started. They they really just started against the Jets. The, the Jets game was really Kyle Pitts' breakout game. I think Matt Ryan has been playing at a high level for a couple of seasons, but because he's in Atlanta, nobody talks about it. I think their defense looks okay. A.J. Terrell has, took a, has taken a big step. He's a solid corner now. Falarunzo Aluokan has been a great tackler for them. But Calvin Ridley worries me, and his situation worries me. I don't think he's an elite receiver. I, I don't. I, I think he had one outstanding year last year, and his value shot up. But watching him play, 
he doesn't run routes fully all the way because he's afraid of the contact. I don't know if he's afraid of the contact or he's not willing to take hard hits and to take contact. He did step away um, against the Jets because of a mental health thing, and I respect that 100%. But Calvin Ridley, the fan base is frustrated with him right now and how he's been playing. The coaches are frustrated with how he's been playing. You can see he it doesn't look like he's giving all of his effort out there. I don't know if Ridley is going to bounce back, but I think the Falcons, based on their upcoming schedule and how Pitts has been playing, and I think Matt Ryan is still a very good quarterback, they're going to win some games, and they can be one of those teams that's left standing for in in the hunt at the end of the season. Um, I'm not sold on Atlanta. I'm selling them just because I've seen the three teams that they've beat. They beat the Giants. We can all agree they're not that good of a team. The Jets aren't that good of a team. And then the Dolphins really aren't that good of a team. So, I mean, I, I have yet to see them have a marquee victory. Um, I do like their offense. Matt Ryan's still an elite quarterback. Kyle Pitts, we saw his breakout game against the New York Jets. He really put me on notice as a fan. And, um, you know, other than that, I mean, I agree with you guys. Their run defense is pretty good. Um, and Corderell Patterson's been really well, too. I mean, he's he was cooking us when I was watching the game. He's been He's kind of revitalized his career there. So, I mean... I think it's a. I think this is a good team. Um, when we when we when we're saying buying, like, are we buying saying buying them to make the playoffs? No, you're just buying them yeah. to finish the season out strong. Oh, to finish. I mean, to finish. Oh, I'm thinking. Or playoffs. they can be in the hunt for uh, the playoffs. I'll tell. I'll tell you who they play. All right, maybe this will help you out. They play the Panthers, then they play the Saints. Very winnable. Those are two Cowboys. Yeah. L. Patriots. Winnable, That's a toss. Winnable toss-up. game. Agreed. Patriots could win. Jaguars that. could be could yeah. win. Buccaneers not likely. Yeah. Panthers no. again. Who knows? 49ers up in the air. Lions, Lions win. they could win. Yeah. Bills, I'm going Bills. And then the Saints again. I think the Saints are better than them. I think they are, but I think all those games outside of the Bucks, They're Cowboys winnable. are winnable games. I mean, for I, sure. I just haven't, what I just haven't seen a, say that, though. I just haven't seen Matty a marquee Ice, win yet. Matty Ice is good enough to have the, the offense in the game regardless. Oh, yeah, he's a beast. Which I've told you, I have said on this podcast that you didn't trust the Panthers after their three wins against bad teams. The Falcons have only beaten... Teams that are on their level. I'm with you. For the most part. So no, what, no, here's, below here, them. I'll tell you the, the difference. Are I'll tell you the uh, difference. Give or take bad teams. The Dolphins are 1-6. That's the uh, difference. Okay. That's because obviously Sam Darnold's proven nothing before, and Matty Ice has been in the Super Bowl, is an MVP. You can, I can. Yeah, Matty's tough. Yeah, I can no, he's put my face he's still there. elite. He's still an Matty elite quarterback. Very tough. I don't, is he elite? He's not elite. I think he's You don't think he's elite anymore? It's it's close. He's still top 15. He's between there. He probably is. He's top 17. He's around there. Damn, you had Hurts as like top 18. No, I said he could be a top 18 uh, quarterback this that year. That is what he said. But if he was, he'd be 18th. He's not like 15, 14. He's 18 to me. Strong. If he does. He, if he does Real quick, Matty Ice, Kirk Cousins. Kirk. This year? Period. Do you Just think same. if you switch spots, uh, Matt could do the same thing? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, definitely. So they're on the same level. I overall. think they're close. Yeah, yeah they're very they're they're similar. I guess right now. I guess right now. Yeah. I would... They're very similar, but I would, I would take Kirk. I think Kirk is better. I think if you put Matty Ice in that Vikings offense, I think Matty Ice is still what he has been for the last few years. Or at least, I wouldn't say MVP Matt, Matty Ice, but he's still an elite quarterback. I mean, the year he, he won MVP, he had a similar statistical season in 2019. They just won. Yeah. In, in 2019, they didn't win. And because of that, people thought he was washed. But this, he has, he's been putting up the same stats, honestly. So I mean, you, so you give like him just 15th best quarterback in the league? Yeah, 15, 17th. I'm with that. I'm with that. So yeah. that's not really elite anymore, Riv. No, it's not. I never said he was elite. Oh, I thought you said top no, 15 is elite. No, oh, no, no. I asked. What, oh, what was it? I thought, I, you said, said I thought you said that uh, was like the bar. Uh, uh, New Orleans I mean, Saints. If you're top 15, though. 
you great. You ain't, you know what I'm saying? It's a lot of QBs no, that's in a the fact. NFL. Like, top 10 is elite. And you still, some guys you could put in the top 10 that's like, yo, he's elite. Is so, he better than Ryan Tannehill? No. No? I don't think so. It's close, though. It, it is, but I'm taking Tannehill right now. Okay. Next team, New Orleans Saints, buying, selling, or holding? I am going to buy more stock here. I like New Orleans. Coinbase. <laughs> MT is coming back. They're finally integrating Alvin Kamara in the passing game. He's, Robin Hood. He's elite. You know, and that defense is still there. The O-line is still strong. So, and Jameis Winston has surprisingly been playing really good. So I'm going to buy a little bit more stock for the Saints, man. I'll be believing in the Saints. I'm going to continue to buy stock. I dare you. I'm going to sell because this has to be no. the highest that their value is going to be right now, at least. I mean, the Seahawks defense is on pace to be one of the worst in NFL history. <laughs> and they put up 13 points. They, put up 13 points. they won. That's all that matters. I, I guess, but at it's the same time, it was an ugly win. And I by no means would I look at that game and think that someone stood out outside of Alvin Kamara. <laughs> I mean, Alvin Kamara backpacked them without a doubt in mind. I'm looking at the rest of the schedule. Obviously, they play the Buccaneers twice. They play the Cowboys. They play the Bills. They play the, the, the Panthers and Falcons aren't going to be easy matchups either. They play the Jets. They'll probably win that game. No, they will. They, they play the Dolphins. I'm not willing to count the Dolphins out. What the uh, hell? I mean, offensively, they could be in a game. Their defense is trash. But at the same time, Jameis shows that he can play mediocrely against good, bad defense. Doesn't matter. You don't know what Jameis you're going to get on any Sunday, truthfully. What, Miami, though? Who knows? I really don't know. I think that's just your love for Tua coming out. Maybe. Maybe. But at the same time, I said that I think the Panthers were playing the Dolphins or the Falcons were playing the Dolphins. I think that they, I I take the Falcons over the Saints right now at least. I just think the defense wise, the Saints are obviously better because yeah. their rush defense is amazing. But outside of Lattimore, that that secondary is exposable. It's possible. I'm just not a huge fan of of Jameis Winston for the rest of the season. I'm more I'm worried about him. Truthfully, getting Michael Thomas is going to be huge for them. But I don't know if Michael Thomas is going to allow them to to push into the playoffs or be you know cl- the border of of the wild card range. I'm holding. Uh, I'm not buying, I'm not selling, but I'm holding on to this stock because it all depends on Michael Thomas. Because when Michael Thomas gets back, they're going to skyrocket and then I'm going to sell it and get a a, a big return. A lot. Michael Thomas had ankle surgery and the Saints are kind of pissed off at him about it because they told him to get it way before the, like right when the offseason started, they said, hey, get your ankle surgery now. Michael Thomas tried to try it out and play through it in training camp and stuff. Then he said, you know what? I got to get surgery. And because of that, he had to be out for four months. The Saints are like, yo, we told you to get it before. Not, you know, whatever. Turned into a big situation. Thomas is scheduled to return by mid-November. If that. I'm not even sure if it's going to be mid-November. Maybe he's going to take some time to heal. So he could, best case scenario, mid-November. Worst case, like December. So they're going to be without MT for a while. Based on how they have been winning games, they just find ways to win. That's all they do. And Jameis Winston right now is staying above water. He's not turning the ball over. And they have no weapons on the offensive side of the football. Deontay Harris is their leading receiver, and he was out against the Seahawks. I'm holding on to this stock because I think if MT comes back in his half of what he was when he was the best receiver in the league in 2019, the Saints will be a, a scary team. I don't know how far they can go in the playoffs, but I, if there was one team I was picking to go to the playoffs outside of Tampa Bay in this division, it's the Saints. I agree with Joel. I'm holding as well just because they're missing their best player on offense, Michael Thomas, obviously. Um, 
offensively though without him they're like one of the worst offenses in the league i just keep i saw they were a bottom four offense but the thing that like makes me hold stock in some is that their defense is really good and their defense is always going to keep them into games and james winston you know to what to to to, to joel's credit i mean he hasn't really been turned over the ball he's kind of been almost like a game manager you know like not turn over the ball not not you know just not putting the team in bad positions and the defense has been getting them uh good fields good good fields cover all that stuff so um like I said, yeah, I agree with Joel. Michael Thomas, if he comes back half of what he was, I mean, last time we saw him, he almost had an MVP caliber season, right? I mean, pretty much he broke the the yeah, reception record. He was dominant. So I mean, that's I mean, that's obviously going to help to another target to go to. So I'm holding just because that's the target. No, oh, yeah, I mean that's that's the man. Holding makes sense. That's it, never brown. No, it definitely does make sense, especially with, with Thomas coming back. It depends on what he does. That, that's a good fact. It's He's just. A dog. I can't really trust Winston. This past week was the first time we really saw Winston take advantage of Alvin Kamara's receiving abilities, truthfully. Got a question, though. Do you think that Alvin Kamara had this breakout game now because Sean Payne has been trying to not use him and not overuse him earlier in the season? I don't. Because we saw CMC in Carolina. They gave him like 20 touches a game and he got hurt. last year, though. He was carrying that bulk of the offense for a minute. They had more weapons last year, though. Yeah. Trey Quan Smith wasn't injured. Sanders was Jared, there. Jared Cook Jr. was there. Emmanuel Sanders was there. I would say yes if he didn't have the rushing attempts that he has. He's had over 20 in, in four of the six games that he's played. 20. So are they trying to make him more of a runner? I just think that he's a running back, obviously, but but they've been kind of making him more as a passer for the last couple of years. No, because the maybe, last couple of years for sure. Because maybe he doesn't have the pass attempts this year. The the yeah the pass attempts this year because they are running the ball more. I'll often. tell you. I'll tell you exactly why. Drew Brees knew Alvin Kamara's uh, receiving abilities were up there with. Uh, he's arguably him and CMC, the two best receiving backs in the league for sure. Mm-hmm. Then Taysom Hill comes in. We see that part of his game get taken away. He was more focused in the run game. Taysom Hill really wasn't a checkdown type running back, uh, uh, quarterback. Excuse me. Now this season, Jameis Winston, same thing. Not really a checkdown quarterback. These last couple of weeks, especially uh, last night in the rain, he realized, okay, the deep ball's not going to be there. The too many factors going right now into the game to to throw the ball deep right now. Let me hit Alvin Kamara. Has ten receptions, eleven targets, over a hundred yards, almost a hundred. I think he had over a hundred, over a hundred receiving in the first half. I think the weather had to do with it, truthfully. I'm not ready to to commit to to them going full-blown into this new uh, scheme of seeing Alvin Kamara out the backfield, although it is the most beneficial for them because obviously he's their most dynamic and explosive player. I think there are a couple of reasons for it, though. Uh, I haven't watched Saints games too closely mm-hmm. this season, mm-hmm. but just off of guessing what it can be, it could be that these teams know... Alvin Kamara is your only option for receiving. sure. So they're they're taking away these screen passes that they would have ran last year a lot, and they're basically forcing the Saints in a way to run the ball a little bit more because all those little outlets that Alvin Kamara used to have, those pockets, defenses are taking that away, and Jameis doesn't have the opportunity to to get it to Kamara because I think if the plays were designed for Kamara, Jameis is going there. Maybe Sean Payne hasn't been designing as much plays for Kamara in the receiving game and using him more as a decoy to get these other guys open because their receivers aren't very good. I thought Marcus Callaway was going to have a breakout year, but he hasn't been very good. He hasn't been good this year. No, Nobody on the scenes has been good this year. 
They're not they're not wide receiver ones, truthfully, and that's just not but wide no, receiver twos. No, but we'll see one once Michael Thomas comes back because obviously we saw Ted Ginn have success next to Michael Thomas. So Ted Ginn's always been a burner, though. A hundred percent agree, no doubt about it. But obviously, I do believe Michael Thomas allowed him to get that separation over the top. But we'll see what happens with Callaway. Callaway's a similar type player, over the top. He can beat you anytime. You bring Michael Thomas into the scheme, who knows what happens? I'm just. I don't have confidence in Winston. He's been too up and down for me. Again, you're right. Hasn't had a wide receiver one, barely a wide receiver two. Does have Alvin Kamara. You finally saw him start to use him. So we'll see what happens. I'm just, I'm I'm taking the value that I have right now that I think it'll be at its highest and I'm selling. I was looking at my old tweets yesterday. One of them, because I, I wanted to know what my draft order was. So first I had Lawrence to the Jaguars. Second, I had Wilson to the Jets. Third, I had Matt Jones to the Niners. They should have taken him or whatever. It took Trey Lance. We'll see how he pans out. Fourth, I had Pitts to Atlanta. Fifth, I had Chase to the Bengals. Sixth, I had Sewell to the Dolphins. Should have taken him as well. Uh, I don't think so. Think you, you think Waddle? I like Waddle. Pick? He's been amazing up until this point. Their offensive line stinks. Horrible. Their tackles are bad. Horrible. Sewell has been really good. For I'm the with lines. you. Definitely has. I would rather take tackle because they they signed Will Fuller and they had a they had Devontae Parker and Preston oh. Williams. I can agree to that point. At the same time, you look at the the Bengals compared to the Dolphins. Bengals are winning. Dolphins are not. So it looks better on on the Bengals that they took the wide receiver as opposed to the Dolphins. But at least they're having success. You know what I'm saying? Tua and and Waddle have an immediate connection. They've been solid these these last two weeks. Week one, when he was was in the lineup, Tua. Waddle had a good game. Great debut. Uh, Other than the one drop, Waddle had an excellent game. I mean, we had we saw him have even with Jacoby Brissett over. I think he had a a twelve reception game. It was for fifty yards, but regardless of that, twelve receptions, thirteen targets, something crazy. Uh, Who had the seventh pick in the draft? That's a great question. I think the eighth was the Panthers. The ninth was the Broncos. I had you guys taking Micah. I had the Panthers taking Rashawn Slater. So I think was it JC at seven? JC was. It might have been. Yeah, JC at seven. Micah at eight. Excuse me. No, no, no. It was JC at eight. Yes. Mike at nine. Yes. Yes. Who no, was no Mike. No, it was Sertan at nine. Yeah. Sewell, no, we Sewell went Sertan for sure. Sewell was seven. Then, okay. Yeah, we were fine. Six was, uh, Waddle. six was Waddle. Oh. Seven. Yeah, no. Se- oh, yeah. yeah, yeah Detroit yeah. took Sewell. Yeah, yeah, that was a great pick by them. Wow, that was a great pick. So I was confused for a second. Yeah. I'm hoping that one day when I do these mock drafts, all my first 10 are correct. That's going to be tough. There's too many questions. It is going to be Four tough. Four out of six were correct for me. Yeah. But, yeah. No, I, I definitely didn't see the, the Dolphins going waddle, but I'm not upset at the pick. And I am. Yeah. Sewell was such a better fit for them. I feel you, but I, it, it's worked out for the Bengals. Two obviously missed some time. We'll see how it really works out next season. I'm I in on it. It worked out for the Bengals because they signed Riley Reef. True. Who's a and solid had, tackle. And Williams, oh, excuse me, um... Jonah, Jonah Williams, Williams is a really yes, good he tackle, came, And too. he came back from injury from last season. Yeah, but like the Dolphins, they had Austin Jackson. I'm with you. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like I'm their offensive you. line is bad. On to the next topic, Packers and Cardinals. They play tomorrow. And we're going to preview the game a little bit and talk about who the real best team in the NFC is. Maybe you think the best team in the NFC isn't one of these two teams, but regardless, we're going to talk about which, which team is better of the two. And obviously... We are talking more about the playoffs because we know that's what everybody cares about the most. But just talking about this game, Cardinals are seven and zero. The Packers are six and one right now. What do you think? Who do you think is going to win, and who do you think can go further in the playoffs? 
who do you think is the better team long term to you know make some noise in the postseason? Arizona should win. The Packers are banged up. I think Devontae Adams is not going to play. No, COVID. So that's another he guy. Might. It depends. Lazard's out too. He has to get two negative COVID tests within the next 48 hours and he's eligible to play. That's tough. Even though Packers is banged up. So I'm not really looking at this game as like, I think Arizona should win handily. They should walk in and be comfortable with this win. But, you know, Aaron Rodgers can probably maybe pull off a miracle and get the dub. So you never know. But I'm rocking with Arizona. In terms of long term, I like Arizona. You know, I like I like that they have youth on both sides of the ball. So I think long term, I'm going to go with them. And I don't think Aaron Rodgers stays after this year. But just speaking of the playoffs this year, you know, experience matters. And experience and leans towards Green Bay because they have a guy who's multiple-time MVP. He has a Super Bowl. He's been there, done this, one of the five greatest quarterbacks of all time. Some people have him outside. But, you know, he's in that conversation. Then you have Devontae Adams. One of the, the best receiver in the league. He's dominated the, the playoffs last year, did his thing. He's has experience. That defense has experience. So Arizona's a freshly new team. I mean, they got some guys, A.J. Green, DeAndre Hopkins, J.J. Watt, Chandler Jones, who has a ring, you know, who can help out with the process of the experience. But I think in a playoff setting, I'm going to probably go with Arizona. I like their offense. Their offense is one of the most explosive offenses in the league. A guy like K1 who can kill you with his feet and kill you with the throw. You have one of probably the best receiving room in the league in A.J. Green, D. Wow. Christian Kirk, Rondell Moore. Then now you got Zach Ertz who just caught a TD last, last Sunday. It's a dangerous. And the offensive line doesn't have to be great because K1 makes plays with his feet. Then defensively, I think their front seven is solid. Isaiah Simmons is good. You got J.J. Watt. You got Chandler Jones, who's always always can make a play at any moment. Their secondary has been solid. Marco Wilson. Then you got Byron Murphy, who's really, really good. Buda Baker. I like this team, and I think this team is young. It has a, it has a lot of potential, and I think this year it can definitely make some noise. And I'm going to go with them. I'm going to pick Arizona if they was to play in the playoffs because I just they're going to have home field advantage, I believe. And I feel like this team is just too dangerous on both sides of the ball. Right now, who's going to win this matchup? I'm going Arizona. Like you mentioned, Packers are banged up right now. Don't Not going to have Jair Alexander for this game. Who knows if Devontae Adams is going to play. Lazard's not going to play. At least for Randall Cobb to be their number one wide receiver right now. I mean, there's worse options to have, but a, an older Randall Cobb's not ideal for you, especially when you're losing arguably the best receiver in football. Now, looking at the bigger picture, Arizona versus the Packers. Right now, Arizona has the better, the, the better offense and the better defense. Defensively, Yards, I want to say they're, they're top 10. In total yards, they're a top 10 defense. In points, they're a top three defense. I can't I can't overlook that, especially when you're, you're comparing offenses where they're so similar. I look at the defense, and that's going to be the bigger outlier when the two play. Now, come playoff time, you got to trust Aaron Rodgers. You know what I'm saying? You know Aaron Rodgers is going to be there. You know he's going to play to his maximum ability. Aaron Rodgers really isn't the question. It comes to down. It comes down whether or not Kyler Murray is built like that for the playoffs. We haven't seen Kyler Murray in the playoffs. I'm looking at Kyler Murray this season. I got a lot of faith in them. I got a lot of faith in him. I got a lot of faith in DeAndre Hopkins getting healthy down the stretch. He's going to need to be huge for them, of course, if they want to be a a, a a true that a true threat. Excuse me to the for the Super Bowl. Offensively, they haven't they haven't really had a hiccup running the ball. Chase Edwards, uh, Edmonds has been very solid. James Conner having a, a, a revival a, rev, a revelation, revelation. Excuse me, no, 
uh, a renaissance in his run game. Thank you. That's the word I was looking for. He looks like the the James Conner when he broke out first. Uh, when Le'Veon was sitting now, he looks re- uh, really solid. It's just they're doing a good job of splitting up between you know a power back and a receiving back in Chase Edmonds. And Chase Edmonds is still able to, to, to carry the ball effectively as well. Only reason I think I lean Cardinals right now over the Green Bay Packers is because Green Bay Packers is are just a bit banged up defensively, offensively. Just they the offensive line I I'm not a huge fan of and and just the pass rush of the Cardinals right now is one of the better ones in the league. I know obviously I'm all in on the last dance for Green Bay and obviously they still could win the Super Bowl, but at this current state in time, they've been holding their own defensively as well. I got to give them their credit. Even without these even with these injuries, they're still a top 10 defense in the league total yards. Uh so I got to give them their, their respect there, but I'm just looking at the Cardinals playing borderline perfect football right now. It'd be hard to lean another team right now. This is a tough question. It really is. Because the Cardinals have beaten a lot of great teams, Tennessee, Minnesota, the Rams, Cleveland, San Fran. San, San Fran's not a great team, but they've beaten a lot of good teams, and they're respectable wins. They are very good wins. The Cardinals right now are fourth in offense. They have a lot of great offensive weapons. We can all agree on that. Oh, last thing. I'm sorry. Best receiver room is bold. Tampa Bay exists. Pardon me. That's all I'm going to say. I completely forgot. Yeah, like, that's I'm okay. I'm so sorry. I legit forgot. They're top three, though, easily. They might be. But the Cardinals right now have the first-ranked defense, and I think a lot of that is attributed to Vance Joseph's scheme. 3-4 scheme plays a 5-2 scheme. J.J. Watt. The main reason why he signed with Arizona was because he was very familiar with Vance Joseph. Vance Joseph coached under Wade Phillips in Houston. Houston was a DC there. And JJ Watt said, We I have a lot of success. And Vance Joseph puts his pass rushers in position to create one-on-ones and to have one-on-ones. And with JJ Watt and Chandler Jones one-on-one against any offensive lineman, offensive tackle in the league, you're taking Watt and Chandler Jones 95%. Of the time, even last year, Hassan Reddick had a breakout season under Vance Joseph in that scheme. He got there in 2019 with Cliff Kingsbury, didn't have much success, but then they brought in their players the very next season. They moved to a a top 15 defense. Isaiah Simmons, who was a highly coveted prospect, Clemson played a similar scheme, so the adjustment period was supposed to be relatively easy, but he didn't adjust too fast. It's a hard scheme to learn. Now this year, he's blossoming Byron Murphy is playing like a top corner this year as well. He's blossoming in that scheme. And all around, you look at their young secondary. This secondary wasn't supposed to be this good. But it's not just been the pass rush that's helping them out. It's been them just being good in coverage. Marco Wilson, Robert Alford, who's had trouble staying healthy, but when healthy, he's a good corner. Buda Baker, Jalen Thompson. This defense is for real. And their offense, Colin Murray, we know he's for real. All of the evidence and stats lean towards Arizona, lead towards them winning this Thursday night matchup. It leans towards them being better, the better team in the long run in the playoffs. But I have a gut feeling about Green Bay being better than Arizona. It's just my gut feeling. I have a gut feeling about Aaron Rodgers. The fact that they're 6-1 and one right now with all the injuries, Darius Smith, Jair Alexander, Devontae might not even play. Marquez Valdez-Scaling, who is their deep threat, has been out. Robert Tunyon has been, hasn't been too amazing. On the offensive line, Bakhtiari, Elton Jenkins, losing Corey Lindsley. 
the fact that they have still been able to be a top team in the NFC, I give them a lot of credit. And it's because they've been disciplined. They're 31st in drop passes, which means they don't drop passes. They drop two all year. They're the second fewest in penalties, only 29. And they're tied fourth in sacks with 18 sacks. And that's without Darius Smith. Rajon Gary has had a great season. So has Preston Smith, who, who had a down season in 2020. Arizona is a 25th team in penalties with 45. So they're they're a highly penalized team. And the Packers, week one, they got blown out by the Saints. No doubt about it. 38 to 3 blowout. <laughs> but since week two, they have been the third ranked defense in terms of points allowed. So even with all their injuries, yeah, they've been great. They've been great. Devondre Campbell, who came from Arizona, great signing. Jalen Smith, even though he's not a great player, it bolsters their linebacking linebacker room a little bit more. And Eric Stokes has been phenomenal as a rookie. And his name kind of gets thrown under the bus when you talk about JC and Pat Sertan. But Eric Stokes has been right there. Like He's been great all year. I have a gut feeling about the Packers. If Devontae Adams plays, I think they win this game. Mm. But if he doesn't play, Arizona probably wins. But I would take Green Bay long term because when they get healthy... They're gonna be a team to be reckoned with. I think they're gonna be really good. Um, so for this obviously for this game, I mean, we all agree that Green Bay's banged up heading into the game, so I'm not gonna think much of it. But in the long run, that game last year, Aaron Rodgers was really, really, really close to going to the Super Bowl. And a lot of people said that he should have ran the ball in the one on the one or when they were in the red zone. Mm-hmm. Who knows? But just having that experience, all those battles, all those years that Aaron Rodgers played in, the Super Bowls that he's won, his postseason performances, his shortcomings, all of that, that to me matters. To me, that matters. Aaron Rodgers has been in that situation. He's a winner. He's won one time in the Super Bowl. Granted, a lot of people think he should have won more. Regardless of the point, he's still a top five quarterback. We can all agree. And that experience, I think that's really important, That what you alluded to. I mean, this is going to be Kyler Murray's first time heading into the postseason. It's really postseason football. Is, it, it, it's crazy. Like, every team that you're going to – you're not going to get these, like, light teams on the schedule. Every team that makes the postseason is a really good team, and they all have a chance to win. I just I just have faith in Aaron Rodgers just because of the experience that he's, that he's had. And – you could argue that he's been he's had a couple close calls where he should have gone to the Super Bowl or a couple close games, but even then, I think in that type of situation, I'm always going to take the vet. I'm always going to take the guy who's the most experienced. So, I mean, just for this game, just solely based off the fact that the Packers are banged up, I'm going to take the Arizona Arizona Cardinals. Not going to mean much in the long run, but in the postseason, give me the Packers just because I've seen Aaron Rodgers do it before. He was close to getting to the Super Bowl last year. And he just has that experience, and I just don't think that you could ever sleep on a team like. It wasn't Green just Bay. last year too; it was the year before. He's always back been there. To back it, NFC it, that, championship. That, that matters, man. I, I'm always going to take somebody who has the experience rather than somebody who's first time going into the playoffs. I, I'm riding. I think I want to ride with the young boys this on year. On both sides of the football, I mean, you though, said I mean, you're Arizona picking Arizona better. to go to the Super Bowl. Yeah, sticking with that. Stand on. I'm gonna stand. Let on me say that. this though: six and one's very impressive, no doubt about it. Especially with the injuries that they've had. I'm looking at this schedule. <laughs> I know he was going to be Lions. That's a, they should win that. Easy. Niners, 30-28. That's a very close game, especially for the Niners team that hasn't looked that great these last few weeks. Steelers, Packers, they, they won that game pretty swimmingly. 
That's a good one. But I'm not looking at the Steelers and thinking, all right, th- that this is a primetime team. This is a primetime win. That's that's not, win. That's still, win. It's still a good that's win. A it's good a solid win. win. Fair. Bengals the Bengals. That, that's their Very best win. win of the season. They should have lost. Facts. <laughs> Uh, I he don't didn't know. Blow it's, a debate, it's a debatable topic. Kick it didn't blow I, the kick. I could say, I, I can't make a case that they should have lost that game. You want to know why I don't, I don't think it's that much of a debate? Because Mason Crosby missed the first kick to put them up more points. McPherson, McPherson I think that's how you say his last name. Yep. He missed a kick to win the game. Yeah. But the only reason the Bengals were in that game to win was because Mason Crosby missed that first kick. For sure. Yeah, but not clutching it is crazy. Like that they, game could have gone either way. Yeah. Fair, uh, fair so point. They play the Bears. We can Man. all agree here. Bears are sorry. <laughs> Offensively, at least. And then Washington. Washington, sure, they've had some prolific offensive games, but overall, the, sec- a, the secondary is not it. Taylor Heineke has had some up and down moments Washington the entire season. I'm just looking at the offenses that they played. It might be a little bit more indicative of that, truthfully, as their defensive ranking as of right now. I'm not looking so much at the teams. I'm looking at the matchup. Because when you look at Washington, we look at Pittsburgh, look at San Francisco, they all have very good to great, even elite defensive lines. And the fact that the Packers have had injuries on the offensive line, and they still they are able to hold their own against those teams. I think now going into Arizona, this is a big test because they have a great defensive line. So now let's see how you look against J.J. Watt and Taylor Jones. But I think them going up against Montez Sweat, Chase Young, T.J. Watt, and those guys in Pittsburgh, it's prepared them for this type of matchup. Yeah, those teams offensively are very limited, but they have been playing good defenses, and they have been winning those games. Cincinnati also very good defense. I'm with you Offense is explosive. I wouldn't say Cincinnati's as an explosive offense. They're as explosive as Arizona but they do have their moments. Yep. They just have to remain consistent. Arizona has been consistent all year, but this is a big challenge. I mean, the you? Packers are a disciplined team. Yep. They don't commit penalties. I mean, not having Jair is huge for this game, you know, considering who's on the other side and who they have to see. Like, Yeah, I mean, that is true. Stokes, Stokes now is going to have to play on DeAndre. But Stokes played really well against Chase. I hear you. I really do. But it's like Chase... D-hop, you know what I'm saying? Like it's it's levels. I hear you though. I really do hear you. I would say this because Chase is a rookie. There's that respect on Hopkins' name, but in terms of this season, Chase has been better. No, respectfully, but you you understand the respect part. Like D-hop has garnered that respect. I'll part. tell you this: they haven't needed DeAndre Hopkins to be what Jamar Chase is to the Bengals. For sure. But still, D-Hop still has his impact on games. But they also oh, have when they Higgins him. and not Boyd. You but know? The thing is, Higgins and Boyd, like, they've been so underwhelming to me. Boyd has had more moments than Higgins. Higgins obviously <clears> has been <throat> in and out of the lineup with injury, but at the same time, he's been he's been underwhelming. I don't know. I, I, I like the Packers, man. I, I think... Uh, oh, I fair, fair, fair. Whoa, 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 whoa. You are not getting off the hook, young uh, blood. All right, let me hear you it. You said Green Bay... Last dance. I said they still could win. They're going to. They're going to the Super Bowl. They still could win. So do you still think they're going to the Super Bowl? I'm not. I'm not as confident. If your answer wasn't yes from before, then you're double down. I'm not. I'm not as confident as I once was, given the injuries. That's just how football goes. There's injuries to the to the team. Do you think they're still going to the Super Bowl? They're very impactful. They could go to the Super Bowl. Do you still have them as your pick to go to the Super Bowl? (sighs) I still got the Rams. You never had the Rams. I did. Oh, he did have the Rams. Oh, so you switched? You went from Green Bay to the Rams? Yeah. When did you do that? Week one. Wow. I think he had... Oh. 
I think he had the Rams after the Tampa Bay win or week one. I'm not sure one of those. My overreaction was, are the Rams perfect? Okay. Matthew Stafford, top three MVP. Uh, it's really hard to to remain consistent with the team you picked in the in the beginning pre-season, of the season. Because injuries just impact the game so much. I mean, uh, yeah, week one, I, I've been pretty firm. The Rams are my squad. Yeah. I give myself a lot of credit for remaining with the Bucks all season. You did it year. one time. No, I mean, yeah, one time. You both, did it one both, time. Both times the Saints won handfully. No, I'm saying you stuck with one team to the end one time. Like that's <laughs> that's all the fix here. Still, the, still I, I impressive. Stu- I stuck with the Titans. Still though. impressive. Huh? I did stick with the Titans. Ah, you was tricky when the Chiefs came around. You was like, ah, like you was kind of like, you no, know, wait, the get, Chiefs, what, though. no, they lost to the that's Chiefs. What I'm saying. No, I'm saying when the Chiefs game came around, you was like. I don't know if I could still rock with yeah, them. Cause that, cause yeah, because that because the confidence level dropped. That's what I'm saying. You didn't but I, stick but with I'm them. Saying, but I'm saying Baltimore. I mean, no, you stuck with them. To say there was going to be Baltimore, that's Baltimore. Like, we Can looked at Baltimore. Baltimore. Please stop like saying that. Like we looked Baltimore. <laughs> stop it. I'm sticking, really, I'm sticking, like, with, with, AZ, I'm sticking with AZ, man. I'm, I think they're going to the Super Bowl. If not the Super Bowl, at least the NFC Championship. I think they'll at least get there. So I'm going to rock with them. Okay. I'm not I'm not folding on what I say. Yeah, no. That's, listen, it's a good Good. You fold on a lot of what you say. Never. Especially, never. particularly football. Never. Never. Okay. Never. Never. You. <laughs> you're the folder. I stand on what I say. If I pick something, I live with it. That's how I am. You be in the trenches, bro. Relax. <laughs> <laughs> now, uh, on to the next topic. Before we go on to the next topic, we're going to talk about DraftKings for a little bit. The NBA is back in that DraftKings Sportsbook, an authorized sports betting partner of the NBA, the key to victory is a strong starting five. New customers can bet just $5 on any team to win their game. And if they do, you win $200 in free bets. DraftKings Sportsbook customers can also get skin in the game with new same game parlays. Combine multiple bets from the same game for a bigger payout. The more legs you add, the more money you can win. When DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable, best of all, you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. Download the DraftKings Sports app now. Use promo code TBPN. Bet just $5 on any NBA team to win their game and win $200 in free bets. If they win, you win with promo code TBPN this week at DraftKings Sportsbook, an authorized sports betting partner of the NBA. Deposit $5, you could win that's $200 in free bets. That's a lot. I mean, DraftKings. I know my, you do that, you two same game parlays. That, that's my that's my game. I had, a, I had a same game parlay, right? Okay, let's hear The it. other day. And it was Lamar anytime TD, Joe Mixon anytime TD, Jamar Chase anytime TD, and I believe somebody else. Oh, Hollywood. I'm thinking I won. Lamar caught got the TD pass. I'm thinking I won. I did not win, bro. Because Lamar didn't rush it in. He didn't yeah. rush for a TD. I'm like, yo, what the... the Jamar anytime- caught the TD. Hollywood got a TD. I'm like, all right, we good money. Lamar going to get one. I'm thinking he got the TD I won. Cool. Nice little $700. I lost. Let me tell you. So, them adding same game parlays to Fire. their credit, genius move by them. Because their only issue prior to this was them not having same game parlays. That's why FanDuel had it to any degree. I don't even look at FanDuel anymore. <laughs> now that they introduced same game parlay, DraftKings has been my app. That's, that's where I easily have my most success. Oh, the, the bets are they, better. I just downloaded it right the now. Player props are better. It's a lot more lenient and 
I just downloaded it's just, it's it right like, now. It's and, a better and, vibe. And they give really good promos, too. You'll see it when the Super Bowl yeah. comes around. You could bet $5. Really you good turn promos. it really into 200 so, it's so it's better than FanDuel, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I don't, I'm no, telling you, no, I don't. No. I have FanDuel for promos, and that's FanDuel it. FanDuel is just the popular, you know, it's a popular thing. Everybody loves Because they were the first like, with the I like the DraftKings aesthetic, too. The black with Absolutely. the green. Much more appealing than the uh, very white and light blue. blue. Yeah. yeah. Basic. Be responsible with your gambling, folks. FanDuel, FanDuel is like McDonald's it's a soap. and DraftKings is like Wendy's. You know, FanDuel is it's a lot now, more let me, popular. Let me say it like this: but Wendy's is better. FanDuel is McDonald's, but DraftKings is Chick Fil A. Chick Fil A is trash. Why did you say that? What are you Chick Fil A is good. The majority, is trash, the majority. Bro. Have you ever tried the Chick Fil A macaroni and cheese? I don't eat macaroni and cheese unless in the house. So there's a Chick Fil A Chipotle bowl. You get mac and cheese. You get a 12 piece nugget. You get a fry. Mix it up, but you before you got to put buffalo sauce, you put in ranch, you put in Chick-fil-A sauce, you ask for a bowl, you shake it up. It's apparently ridiculous. So I've seen I've seen uh, somebody on TikTok do this where they get a spicy chicken sandwich. They put the, mac uh, and the hot sauce, okay. the Chick-fil-A sauce on it, the, the spicy uh-huh, sandwich, and then they put the mac and cheese on top. That's insane. They, you know, sounds like a bunch of clogged arteries, but at the same time, it's it like when people put yummy. fries on a um, chicken. I, I don't like that. You're out on that? Mm-mm. Sweetie does it. Sweetie eats a lot of weird stuff. And that's your girl. What? Sweetie? Really? Don't you love Sweetie? I do. Unless I'm thinking of A Boogie's baby mom. Yes. Facts. Facts. That's who I love. She is McDonald's and the McDouble's we hit. I don't eat McDouble's. Really? When I was doing keto, I used to get, I told you this, I used to just do uh, just the meat, cheese, no bun, pickles, no ketchup. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So you used to eat the, the chicken with pickles? No. Uh, it was the McDouble, which is basically two beef patties, cheese in between, pickles, onions, no ketchup, no bun. Used to get two or three of those with the buffalo sauce. That it's not the greatest, terrible. but it was cost efficient and I was losing weight. Yo, bro, you were probably miserable. I wasn't that. I was losing weight. I looked good. I was lit. Look good, don't feel good? That's how you feel? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Look good, don't feel good? Absolutely. Right. Shout out shout out to DraftKings for sponsoring Absolutely. this. And shout out to the Absolutely. Basketball Podcast Network show. for sponsoring the show as well. Yeah, that's why that's why guys. DraftKings is a sponsor of the show because of the Basketball Podcast Network. So don't forget, you can deposit $5, get $200 in free bets. Like Not losing much, you know. $200 in free bets, that's a lot of bets. And if you bet responsibly... You can really maximize that. No, absolutely. I, I am very responsible with my bets. I bet about two cents. Let me see this. Like, why are you showing that to me? What are you, you, what are you showing? Yeah, bro, you, you hit claim. You hit claim. I, I joined. You like, claim bonus. So for new user, right. users, yeah, see, I you're like going to go, you're going to join. It's going to ask you how much money. It's going to ask you how much money you want to uh, input to the to the. So app. JC's joining DraftKings right now. But that's yeah, what I'm right saying. Using TBPN. It'll ask you how much you want to put into the app, and then it will it will double what you put. So, so let's say you put a hundred, they'll match you. That's huge. Wow, that's that's great. Join it. Yeah, I usually bet really low. I bet like because I usually have I do same game parlays and I I just do some things that might not you know be that uh I guess the odds are not in my favor and I, I would bet like fifty cents and a return could be like same game twenty dollars parlay for the Clippers it uh messed up because I took uh, Paul George's points and what was his points I took him to take I took him to have thirty and he had forty but. He didn't get the six assists. So real, I was like, Damn. real quick before we move on, I'll share a slip for you, for for the audience. So you can do teasers, which basically allows you to take the spread of a game and add six points, seven points, eight points, whatever you're com- comfortable with. So 
you know, you you can parlay squads. So I parlayed five teams, used the six-point twe- uh, teaser, which not many people use, truthfully, but it's huge. I got the Bengals at plus 12.5. I got the Packers at minus 2.5. Buccaneers at minus 5.5. Colts at minus 9.5. Patriots is minus 1. You want to talk about locks? Patriots won by more than 30. The the Colts won by, by double digits, and I got them at plus 9.5. Just you guys just got to take a deeper look into DraftKings. DraftKings has a lot of good options for you. So we just talked about the Packers and Cardinals. What's your odds for that? What are you trying to look at? What are you looking let's take into? A, let's take a quick look at that. So right now you got the Cardinals minus six and a half. You got Packers obviously plus six and a half. But from straight money line, Packers are plus two twenty five. That's intriguing, especially with the way the Packers have been looking. That being said, I will take the spread. On that one, I, I, Packers. The spread, exactly. I agree because I think the game is going to be a lot closer than a touchdown. Uh, but stay away from Arizona money line. Minus two eighty is not going to really maximize the amount of money you're going to put on it. Oh, usually, bet spread if you want to to make yeah, some kind of money. But mo- money line is really good for parlays. On it right back. It's five hundred though. <laughs> yeah, I made a mistake. I put it. I I was winning a few. Put all my money on Saquon to get rush attempts. Missed it by two. That's how quickly it can go. You're an idiot for that one. Nah, I mean, he was eating. <laughs> I'll tell you why I'm an idiot. He was playing the Saints. That was pretty dumb of me. Yeah. You got a little Saquon happy. What's the most you ever won on that? You hit See, I, I don't want to get into that. I don't want to get into that. <laughs> you probably lost it right after it. We had a good streak, is all I'll say. So after talking about the Cardinals and Packers, Thursday night preview, and then sponsoring DraftKings, make sure to sign up with promo code TBPN. We're going to move on to basketball and talk about the Brooklyn Nets and... So far, the two and two lost to the Hornets, lost to the Bucks on opening night. What's wrong with them right now? Because Kevin Durant has to go full God Super Saiyan mode for them to stay in these games and for them to win these games. He's averaging thirty-one points per game this season. You can argue Patty Mills has been their second most consistent player because Harden hasn't been playing too well to start off the season. So what's wrong with the Nets? What's wrong with James Harden? Are they still a championship team? Do you believe that they'll figure it out? I mean, what's going on? Oh, a thousand percent believe they'll figure it out. You know, they have two of the top seven players in the world. They have the best player in the league at the moment. I definitely believe that they'll figure it out. I believe they're still the championship contender. But they have the same situation. They have the same problems that they'd had last year. They don't play defense. They don't. Exactly. They don't play a lick of defense. They yeah. don't. It's, wrong. it's and it's it's funny because. You watch James Harden. James Harden hasn't looked don't be good. Games. James Harden hasn't looked good. And I don't be watching what? <laughs> Not saying you don't be watching Nets games like that. Didn't you guys blow a 20 point lead? What are you talking about? Against the Hornets? Yeah. Isn't that a part of the defense? Oh, okay. Like I was saying. <laughs> no, but we went cold in the second half, though. Like I was cold in the second half. Yeah, no. But, you know, offensively, you go, you go we went cold. No, offensive. you also don't play defense. Trust me, I know. We, we just blew cold. one against Toronto. Yeah, I know. We played defense yesterday. No, but y'all played defense, though. Hmm? Y'all got the best defense in the league right no, now when so we far. blew the league, we didn't play we defense. We played defense yesterday. We just letting them get stupid turnovers and stuff Against like an undefeated team. I, playing the Wizards, come on. They was undefeated. They was. And Bradley Beal played. Really, what? They was undefeated at that moment? Bradley Beal played. It's yeah. <laughs> so weird, right? Beal, Beal, played because Beal played and Kyrie can't play. And Beal's unvaccinated, I believe. Yeah, that's a stupid rule, but whatever. People are over-exaggerating over James Harden. I don't think he's... he's the, the foul stuff, I don't think he's... It hasn't been because he isn't just... He's just missing shots. I think he'll get it going. He'll figure it out. Film analysis, did you? No, I actually didn't. Oh, what the fuck! I should watch. I'll watch it later. I didn't watch it though. Um, James Harden does look a little. He doesn't look. He doesn't look like the same James Harden though. I would say he looks a little bit heavy. Looks a little bit bulky. I'm being nice. Like he looks. He just looks a little bit out of shape. But I think he'll get it going. He probably isn't in game shape at the moment. But he'll get it going. KD and Harden will be fine. The team will be fine. 
I'm more focused on the other guys. You know, Joe Harris still has been inconsistent. L.A. had a good game the other day, but he, he's yeah. still, you know, he's still trying to figure out his defense really is bad. But Patty Maybe Mills on Embiid. Finally, yeah. Patty Mills has been the most consistent guy, but it's the other guys around them. KD is going to be KD. Harden's eventually going to be Harden, but it's the other guys. Can they show up? Can they be? Because we consider this team deep. You know, we consider this team to have depth in the offseason, in the preseason. They did all these moves to bring in these guys to help out for a situation like this. When Kyrie eventually comes back, because I, I believe he will come back, when Harden eventually gets it going, this team will be back rolling. They'll still be that dangerous three-man tandem, and they'll still be the most unstoppable team in the league when Kyrie does decide to come back and more hard and figures it all out. I'm not worried. Just right now, they need to just figure out some things. The guys on the side need to come together and help out KD, and Harden just needs to figure it out. I probably made a mistake in this aspect. The Nets fan on here is JC. So I want you to speak your piece about your team. Aren't you a Nets fan? <laughs> I'm not a Nets fan. Oh. Sure. The Kyrie, the Harden. Yeah, you part, you're positive? The I'm Nets, a the Harden. Nets you've been telling us right for here. a minute, though. You've been I got this Nets memorabilia uh, because this was the last time but you, but they, you were, have at, said they were at the Azaz You Center. were a Nets fan first. I'm just making sure. No, this was the last time they were at the Prudential. This, la- this post that they handed out at the last game the Nets played in New Jersey. Oh, wait. Oh, nah. It was uh, 08, 2000, nah. 2011. Tough. Yeah. Yeah. Just wanted to make sure because you know you got all the jerseys. I think it's stuff. a cool thing to have. Oh, it's a cool thing to have. You don't have a. You, have you ex Darren Williams face off. That's hilarious. <laughs> I, it's not intentional. Oh, um, look, I do still think we're a championship team. Obviously, I mean we're getting off to the it's it's early season. Steve Nash has said he's experimenting with different rotations. I mean, Javon Carter, who honestly I'm, he wears two different shoes. <laughs> Just let me. He's not that good. <laughs> No, he, no, no, I'm serious. He's not that good. I mean, he said I'm serious. No, nah, I mean, defensively, I guess he hustles, but he's not that good. I'd rather see if you're a Nets fan, you saw last year, they do this every season. They have Bruce Brown on the bench for whatever reason. Mind you, he's a guy that he's a good roller, he's a good screener, good rebounder, good defender. Every time he plays, the Nets usually seem to play well or win. Um, Steve Nash said he's experimenting with different lineups, so I mean, I, I guess I'll give him a pass for that. But other than that, I mean, James Harden struggles. I mean, I. I'm not really worried about James Harden. I mean, I do think the rule change has kind of affected his game a little bit. I mean, it's affected a lot of players' game. I mean, when you go from going to the free throw line 12 times a game one year to getting three free throws a game, I don't care who you are. That's going to change who you are. But just um, James Harden this season is just missing a couple of shots, like routine step backs, you know, floaters, you know, stuff that are, that's going to come along with when he gets into better shape. When I still think he's dealing with something with that hamstring. I, I don't see the same explosiveness. I mean... Something that's there from James Harden, although he has a lot of, and he's been turning the ball over a lot. His playmaking is still elite. His playmaking is still elite. So he's he's bringing that aspect. The second that he can score, I see James Harden being a 25, 26 points per game scorer. If you subtract those points from his 36 point per game season, he was still scoring 27 a game, which was still leading the NBA. You're about with the free throws. Yeah, if you subtract those free throws. So Kevin Durant's been playing amazing. Um, obviously, he's been playing MVP level ball. So I'm not really worried about the Nets. Uh, the only thing that kind of worries me a little bit is kind of is, is Steve Nash a little bit because in a sense, I think this is probably his inaugural season as a head coach because having Mike D'Antoni there last year, he was one calling the offensive plays. Jock Vaughn is in charge of the Nets defensive schemes and everything. So this is Steve Nash's really first year being that guy, being in control. And, you know, so far we're two and two. We blew a lead to Charlotte. I think we obviously should have won that game. But regardless of that, I mean, I'm not I, I'm. I'm not overreacting. I see a lot of Nets fans overreacted. 
I saw somebody go to the level of saying that they hope James Harden, like James Harden gives them Darren Williams vibes. Like when Darren Williams, autom- yeah, because the weight, the weight gain, the, the the lower extremity injuries, they're saying that like they get James Harden is going to have this Darren Williams like type of, you know, collapse of his career. I, I think that's that. absolutely ridiculous. Are you scared? Absolutely not. <laughs> not. James Harden is going to be fine. But I mean, other than that, look, I, I think it's it's just a, it's just a matter of rotation. Steve Nash has to implement the right lineups. He's experimenting right now. I think all every Nets fan that watches the game can agree that Bruce Brown should be starting. He's that guy that's perfect to fit around the big three, that hustle player, that screener, that defender. He he's he's a good player. Low key, he's your best paint player outside of Kevin Durant, obviously. Like inside? And yes. Uh, Isn't it Kyrie? He's not playing right now. I'm saying right now. Low oh, key, okay. he's their best paint player. I think you gotta stop thinking Kyrie's gonna come back. Yeah, look, I'm solely speaking. Sorry, he's on my fantasy, so I got to just keep having that. I'm solely, <laughs> I'm just solely speaking on this James Harden, Kevin Durant duel. Look, do I think we can make the finals? Yes. So With, okay, so just uh, without Kyrie though. So just going forward, Kyrie's we. Dude, I'm taking it right now. Kyrie's not playing rest of the season. Yeah, cool. that's a, that's, cool. that's how I'm taking it. We're cool, taking cool, it as cool. a James Harden, just, Kevin Durant duel. I just, he's on my fantasy. I got to keep the hope alive. You know. I mean, I still have a, I still have a bit of hope that he'll come back, but no, I mean, we're not like it's it's not like set in stone. So I mean. Other than that, I think the Nets will be fine. They have a tough one against Miami. That's a really competitive, great team. So we'll see how they come out. Hopefully, Steve Nash gets these rotations right. I mean, Kevin Durant looked amazing. If James Harden can start being that MVP-level player that we know he can be, we'll be up there top two in the East. All right, I'll go. So what's wrong with the Nets? I think they're going through the motions. Like you guys said, I'm with you guys. I think that, you know, it's the early part of the season. It takes some time. But as of right now... What's wrong with them? They don't have Kyrie Irving. They need that consistent number two scorer, night in, night out, that you can rely on to get a minimum of 25. That's Kyrie Irving for sure. Especially in this system where obviously Harden's taking more of the point guard role, and we've still seen it this season where he's averaged, I think he's averaging over eight assists, just under nine assists a game. That's not going to change. Harden's one of the best facilitators in the game. Now, in terms of the second best, the second scoring option on the Nets, he struggled this far, thus far. First two games, he shot very well from three-point. I think he shot 50% and then 43% from three. But from the field, he's yet to shoot 50% in any of these games. I think he's struggling right now. I think you look at his just physique. He does not look like the Harden that we're accustomed to. You put it on Twitter, it's a noticeable difference. You see just the way that he's cut in Houston as opposed to the way that he's cut, or lack thereof, cut in, in Brooklyn. It's, not, it's it's a huge, huge difference. I think that he will be okay because obviously he's James Harden. I don't want to disrespect him. I would be a dumb man to bet against him. He's going to get his 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 stroke back for sure. But as of right now, it's not yeah, looking the so best. What? Are you laughing at me because I, I said stroke? Bro, you, you are. Oh. Something's wrong with you, bro. He looked at <laughs> nah, me. That's why I laughed. Because I knew you were going to react, bro. I was, I was leaning. I'm just, I was chilling. I was chilling. I was really chilling. This and guy something else. Get your mind out of the gutter. I was chilling, bro. I swear to God, I was chilling. Come JC on, gave bro. me the look, and I looked at JC. And that's why I started bro. laughing, bro. I was going to chill. I wasn't going to say Anyways. I think Harden will be all right ultimately, but Kyrie is being missed right now. Absolutely. You, you can't you can't just look at these games and just think KD's going to backpack us. He has been up until this point. As much as I hate the easy money sniper, bro has been like that. 31, uh, just under 10 rebounds, almost six assists a game. His PR is just under 40. He's been unbelievable, but it just hasn't been enough to get him uh, a couple of wins. That Hornets game was an inexcusable loss. Obviously, a big win against Philly. Uh, opening night, uh, tough loss against Milwaukee. Milwaukee is just a really 
just all around good team, and they did beat you guys basically without uh, Drew Holiday. But you need that second consistent option, and Kyrie not being there has been up until this point. What's wrong with the Nets? I'd love to hear you because Harden's your guy. Carter sucks. Talking about the Brooklyn Nets. One of their better strengths, their biggest strength last year is not a strength this year, and that's offense. Last year, they were historically great offense when the big three played together, and even when Kevin Durant and James Harden played together. This year, they ranked 23rd in points. It's only been four games. Their defense, to me, has not been a big problem. They're 15 in opponent points per game, and yeah, there are stretches where they don't play great defense, but... That's a lot of teams. Even the top defense in the NBA, there's going to be stretches where you don't, you know, where teams just hit their shots and they go on a little bit of, of, of a run. James Harden is the main reason why the Nets aren't playing to their potential. He's averaging 17 points per game, shooting 36% from the field, 32% from the three. But even though Harden has been bad, you talked about it. Steve Nash is experiment, experimenting with lineups. Javon Carter has been starting. Javon Carter's been playing 20 minutes. Javon Carter's been averaging 1.5 points per game. Javon Carter (laughs) has been shooting 14% from the field. I get it. This is your starter. This is a starter who's shooting 14% from the field, and his defense doesn't make up for his lack of offensive output. In Phoenix, he was so much better. I don't know what happened. Maybe it's just a slow start, but 14% from the field is horrifically bad. You're playing 20 minutes and you're giving me one point. It's time <laughs> It's time for me to put in Cam Thomas in the game. He's a it's, it's time. For, that's good. He'll get better. He'll yeah, learn he how to pass. I mean, His shot selection is crazy. Yeah, shot selection is bad. It's you gotta crazy. Start, you got to start Mills right now. That has to be the option. I think Mills is better off the bench because I think he Fair gives enough. him that spark. Fair enough. Joe Harris, I looked at a chart on NBA Math. It's Fantastic. at NBA Math at, on Twitter, something like that. Joe Harris, in terms of offensive points added, is all the way to the left, which means he doesn't add offensive points, and he's near the bottom in defensive points saved, which means he's not doing much on offense. He's shooting 34% from three, and on defense, we all knew that he is a liability. The Nets probably should have traded traded him for somebody that's a better defender, but we'll see. Maybe he gets going and he figures it out. (sighs) That's what I've been saying all year. I've been seeing that James Harden is uh, these new foul rules are hurting him. And I think that's ridiculous because these new foul rules have, you know, now we're at an all time low in free throws attempted a game. They're at 19 a game right now. Maybe, maybe at 2019, last time I think those at 19 and a half. Just last season, we were at 21 free throw attempts per game, which was third lowest in NBA history. So it's not like the NBA went from 30 last year to 19 this year. There wasn't a gigantic drop-off. It's two free-throw attempts a game drop-off. That hasn't been the reason why Harden has been bad this year. Harden's just not hitting his shots. The step-backs that are contested that he normally hits at a high rate, he's not hitting them this year so far. And I think he lost some of that some of that explosiveness still recovering from his hamstring injury. Right now, he has the lowest rim frequency he's ever had in his career. He's shooting the lowest at the basket he's ever had, he's ever done in his career. So he's not driving to the basket nearly as much. The playmaking has still been there, which is why he even plays at this point, because the playmaking is keeping him afloat, because he's been horrible offensively outside of that. But I think he's still recovering from an injury that he played through. He played through a grade two hamstring. And that has lingering effects. And in the summer, 
I know players aren't supposed to post all of the footage they have of working out, but in the summer, we saw a lot of pictures of James Harden with Lil Baby. You saw a lot of pictures of him with rappers. And I'm at a point where I'm concerned about how much James Harden truly wants to be the best and to win. I know he's a great player, but now that he's getting older and he's not 28, he's not 29, you have to take care of your body better than ever before. Chris Paul is still playing at a high level because he takes care of his body. He went vegan. I don't see Chris Paul out with rappers. I don't see LeBron James out with rappers. If they, they see them in the mix, but you're not actively going out to hang out with them at clubs and strip clubs. James Harden is doing that. He's in a studio with these guys. You know, hang out with who you want to hang out with, but take care of business and your job. From Houston to Brooklyn, there is a noticeable difference with James Harden and how he looks in his physique. LeBron James last season, his physique, he was much more bulkier, stronger, but not in a bad way. This year, he knew he had to cut some weight. Now you can see he looks much slimmer. He's in shape. The same problem happened with Melo in New York. You notice Melo started to gain some weight. It was a noticeable yeah. difference. Right now, there's a noticeable difference with James Harden, and he has to cut down. He has to get in better. He has to get an MVP shape. Because without, without Kyrie Irving, if Harden doesn't play at an MVP level, the Nets have no chance at winning the championship. All-star Harden is not enough. 22 and 10 is not enough. He has to put up 27 and 10. That's how good Harden has to be. And if he's not that good, the Nets won't be a championship team. Simple as that. That's that's tough, man. She won't lie. I think the um the free throws, you know, being at it was 21 last year in 19. I think it was just it's just not about the quantity, I think it's more about the quality of how they're being called. You know, not a lot of those bad fouls being called. And the game has been a lot more physical as of It's lately. fun to watch, though. No, it has. It. Yeah, it has. It's and, fun. But like James it. Harden also, he hasn't been getting some calls going his way that are that are calls. Because the refs yeah. are adjusting just yeah, like the players. Exactly. So you got to give him time. But the game has been definitely better. It's fun. It's been bro. more, it's more physical. You see the scores getting lower and lower. Yeah, defensively, guys are able to guard now. Yeah. So I think it's been great. They're able to play River Brown defense. Show. <laughs> You're right, though. If if Harden doesn't get to the MVP level, this is a bust. This becomes the, the wow. You're crazy. Sorry. This I'm becomes ready. literally the worst. This becomes the most failed big three of all time. It's gonna be because of your man's and your Kyrie. Kyrie. No, it's gonna be because of Kyrie. Honestly, a thousand percent uh, Kyrie. D- Dwight, Kobe, Steve Nash. I don't even count that. Steve okay. Nash was no, 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 had a no, 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 no. You have to count that. I was about to say, I Steve count Nash that. was 40 years old. But that, they the, were the hype around Think that was next Think about how much they gassed level. that. We're going to listen to Yo, the Steve media. Nash, we talk about us. Put, uh, fair. I'm with bro, you. Well, we didn't have a podcast back then. We don't know how we do. we do. Steve Nash pulled his hip picking up grocery bags, bro. He was not the same, bro. Come on, bro. No, I'm with you. Listen, I wholeheartedly agree with y'all. You know that's true. Look it up. Think about how they gas. Talk about us, bro. I'm with you. I feel like we four games into the season and we just talking crazy right now. I feel like I just feel like we got to chill. I still believe y'all championship. That's what I'm saying. You talking about like give Harden like a month or two months. No, I'm not. I'm not saying Harden is nothing. I'm just saying he has to play at a certain level. I agree with that. Wash King. Let me. I agree. We're putting that to you guys now. Wash King. Harden's not a king though. He's a prince. Now, oh, Prince. now this. <laughs> no, he is King James. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> you heard it. He's, yo, I'm, I never Prince. thought I'd hear that. 
That's the Monica. Look, I'm waiting for better. that. I'm waiting for that one big James Harden game. Gives me like 40, 45, and then I don't know he'll I know he's back. You know, you know what's the thing? He'll though, be fine though. Is I really feel bad for Nets fans. Because if this big three doesn't work, this, this is sucks. the biggest flop in NBA history. By far. And it sucks because James Harden, who desperately needs a ring to solidify his At career. Because if he gets a championship, train. if Harden gets a championship. Get a lot for him, though. If Harden gets a championship, he could be the third best shooting guard of all time, overweight. If he doesn't get that, he won't be. <laughs> but just think about it. Think of, yeah. all, think of all the things the Nets had to go through. Oh you go God. to you go to the finals with Jason Kidd. You don't win either of them. Then you, you, you go. The you go through rebuilds with Devin Harris and Brooke Lopez. You have a twelve and seventy season. season. Then you rebuild with Kenny Atkinson. He builds a good foundation. You get KD and Kyrie. They run them out and of town. You, you, they, you run them out of town. And now who joins? Steve Nash. Steve Nash he had no experience coaching at Steve all. Steve Nash got compared to Steve Kerr when he first got the job. He's more Derek Fisher than Steve Kerr. He has oh, not been a good co- as a coach. Steve Nash has not been, been underwhelming. Do you know what this sounds like to me? Let me hear a pity party. It sounds to me like we're supposed no, to it's feel just bad funny. for no, the it's Nash. Funny. Hold on, hold on, hold on. I, you don't got to feel bad for nothing. But I'm just saying, yeah, I, I think I I would feel bad for Nets fans wow. because the first time that they're actually favorites to win a championship. The first year, they don't do it because of injuries. The second year, Kyrie, vaccination, whole dilemma. And if Harden doesn't stay next year because his contract is up, now this is a failed experiment. Big time. I'll tell you what, I do feel... And when's the the next time the Nets are going to have an opportunity like this to have three of the top 15 players in the NBA on one team? Probably Probably never never happening again. Not even just us. A lot of teams wouldn't have an opportunity Especially since the Knicks are good now. You know, players coming to New York, the real mecca now. They're not going see, to Brooklyn. This is this is what loses me. <laughs> this is what loses me. Going to the you real the, mecca. You were the same guy that summer. I remember that summer so vividly. You said Katie and Kyrie picked the wrong place. They did. This, that, and the third. They're gonna fail. They're gonna fail. Now you feel bad for them? Because James Harden is there. Oh, so you feel bad for Harden. You don't he, really feel bad for He's in the crossfire of this. Even thing. though he's one of the reasons why they're not winning. That's but it's cool because you know what's the thing? Harden, he's not gonna sign that extension with Brooklyn. He's going to become a free agent. He's going to see, wow, there's a team Dude, right next crazy. to me. Hard, James Harden is going to be like, there's a team right next to me across town in the Knicks that have Randall, that have R.J. Barrett, that have a really great foundation. I'm going to join the New York Knicks, and I'm going to win a championship for them. He's not even and, then the Knicks are, and then the Knicks are going to win a championship in the next two, three seasons, and... He's going to become a hero in if New Harden York. doesn't win a chip, this is oh, that's the biggest bust ever. All right, let, let this me, is his best chance to win. Let me throw this question to y'all. Literally, let's say with Kevin Durant. We're talking about the Nets right now, right? We'll, we'll look back on this later. Maybe we'll look stupid because the Nets obviously have the talent to be great. But right now, without Kyrie Irving and the way that the Nets have been playing right now, stack him up against Milwaukee, stack him up against the Heat right now. How are we feeling? JC, how are you feeling? <sighs> against a healthy Milwaukee team? I said I said it before. I said I, I'm on I'm on board that we need Kyrie. We're not winning a championship. I, I'm sorry. I know he's your man's, but I really don't trust James Harden in the playoffs. I just I literally I'm ser- I seriously seriously don't like I, yo like and it's not and I'm not even trying to throw shots. I'm not trying to be funny. Yo, check his playoff numbers. Check what he's done in the. I don't trust this guy. That's why having Kyrie there was so. 
Yo, we was up 2-0 on Milwaukee with Kyrie. Kyrie's a playoff performer. I don't not sure about James. Look, I, I'm, two one. Harden had a great two hamstring though, bro. Come on, I don't. He's, I don't two care one. about two that. Two one. Two two they went up two zero with. We Kyrie. went up two zero. Kyrie lost game three. Kyrie's even they lost game three. I know. I'm saying, but we were up two zero. We were blowing him out. Okay, he got, he got hurt in game four. Look, I, look. I know James Harden had a, a great two hamstring. I give him. I you give him credit walk on that. I give look. I give him credit, yo. <laughs> look, I give him credit for playing. But his history, oh, I don't know. So, look, I'm not saying, look, everybody has that one moment that, you know, Dirk Nowitzki was a playoff choker before he had that run. Is it out of the run that James Harden could have that run? No. James Harden is a spectacular player. He's an MVP caliber player. But off of what I've seen, we have an inconsistent Joe Harris, who's another person who I don't know why the Nets didn't get rid of. This is going to be his third time playing horrendously in the playoffs against already, Philly one year. already banking on it? He's he's not a playoff player. I, yeah. I know he's, he's not going to cool. play good. Joe Harris. Joe oh, Harris. He's horrendous in the playoffs. I paid him $18 million. I know. I wanted, I've been saying we should trade him for a wing, trade, trade him for something that, that something that can add defensive yeah. value to our team. So, no, I'm on board. Luke. Look, you had the big three, like Joel said. You're probably the best offense of all time, or at least top two offense of all time with, them, with those three healthy on the floor together. You saw it last year. They were putting up record-setting numbers, even if they only played like 10 games together. You saw them in the series against Boston. They were scoring. They, they gave up that one game to Tatum. But they were... they were, they were, were. I, I think they were going to beat the Bucs in five games with you the big hurt. three. So... You are hurt. Wow. No, you're hurt. No, I really feel like I really feel like Brooklyn should have gotten in the center, though. I think they should have gotten JaVale McGee. For real? Why I don't know they why they should have gotten JaVale McGee. I mean, I don't, not JC even that. I don't know why. Right it's just like, is not the But like, yo, am I wrong, though? James Harden throughout his career. That's your man's. Look, I get hey, it. Hey, I get it. I'm over here is, trying is to he somebody? Up. Is he somebody that you can realistically <laughs> sit there and trust in the playoffs? Up. And I'm not trying to be funny right now. I just want to ask everybody at this table. Is James Harden somebody that you put your you money on in the playoffs? Joke? Be honest. You can't. You can't trust James Harden in the playoffs. You can't. You can't. So, now, so now, let's say Kyrie doesn't play all year. Then you have an inconsistent second option as your playoff oh, performer. Man. And then you have your, your shooter who turns to brick in the playoffs. Who are you beating? You're not beating Miami. And you're not beating... Hold on, bro. I'm, not, e- I'm not even going to say the next part. You're about to get choked up? Nah, not even that. It's like, yo, if James Harden's playing bad and Joe Harris playing bad, can we even beat the Knicks? Can we even beat the Knicks? <laughs> Can nah, we even can beat, beat the Knicks? Can we you even can't beat the beat Hawks? The Knicks with just KD. Can we I'm going in on Stop KD. acting like the Knicks are Nah, the Knicks are nice, bro. The Knicks are nice. You, you know we're beating yo, Philly by 22 rib, points. Rib. Can I'm we even beat the Hawks, bro? If if James Harden doesn't underperforms and Joe Harris plays bad. Oh if God. James Harden underperforms, I think you still have a chance. We have a chance. But we have a chance. But Kevin Durant on the floor, you still have a chance. No, but if look, but that's the difference. But I would bet my money that the Hawks and Knicks would beat y'all if Harden's playing like shit. And Joe Harris. Hold up, for one, we got look. Harden, yeah, he's coming. He's violating. Harden no, it's is not, it's Harden. Not, I Harden is Harden do good. He's on my team. Harden is inconsistent <laughs> in the playoffs, but let's stop acting like he's going to drop off tremendously. His drop off is like twenty eight points per game for his career in this playoff. Seventeen Houston. points early on though. Seventeen. But that's four. Wait, wait, wait. What are you talking wow. about? Seventeen where? In okay, right here, no, right, right here, now, right now. Right this is regular season. It's been four games though. I know. Yeah, no, I'm wilding. just saying. I'm, just, we're I'm not right using now. this. I'm not okay, using. Not using I'm not using it. Harden, he's gonna. These numbers don't mean anything to me. It's four games. No, it's four season. games. Yeah, people are wilding right now. Oh, I doubt he averages 17 for the year. Especially that. This is what I'm saying. That Harden is a career 28 points per game in the playoffs in Houston. In the first round versus Boston, he had the best series no, he, no, he's he ever had efficiently and of his career. He played great. Harden's bad game in the Harden's bad game in the playoffs is gonna be. 25 points, like 10 for 24, 3 for 10 from 3. Sure. Yeah, that's what his bad game in the playoffs is going to be. And you look at his, you look at the past couple of years, 
in Houston versus in in the bubble. He averaged 30 the entire playoffs. He averaged 30 versus the Lakers. You look the year before that when he faced Golden State. Harden averaged 35 against Golden State in that series. 2018, Harden averaged near 30 in the playoffs. His, this is a guy, he performs no, his, in the playoffs. His, his overall stats throughout this, the series are going to look this good. This is what yeah. I'm saying. But we're he's talking gonna, about the percentage. He might have one of those bad games. Crucial but versus But versus the Lakers, he had that bad game in Game 3, I believe. It was in Game 4. The, the real reason they lost is because Westbrook. No, Let's Westbrook was terrible. But Let's he, be honest. I'm, yeah. Look, I'm not, look, this is what I'm saying. James... Every player has one bad playoff game. At least most players, most superstar yeah. players have that one blunder in a series. Some don't. Is James Harden an, an all-time efficient scorer? No, he's not. Is he in an all-time playoff he's performer, not, in your opinion? He's not an all-time playoff performer. There's no way. He's not. He okay. drops off in the playoffs. But his drop-off isn't like he's averaging in 20. 36 and he averages 20. Like that type of drop-off. No, no, it, no, it would be he's that. averaging, like in the regular season, he's averaging 34, 35. He'll average thirty in the playoffs. Now let me. The only the only knock on Harden is that he doesn't elevate. That's the knock. Yeah, true. not that he doesn't play. He plays great. He just doesn't, doesn't. elevate. Donovan Mitchell, Luca, they elevate. Yeah. Kevin Durant, LeBron. they elevate. LeBron, he Kawhi. elevates to an all time level. Kawhi. Kawhi, he elevates. James Harden's knock is that he doesn't elevate. He stays relatively the same or, or a plays less. a little bit less than what he, we're used to seeing from him. Russell Westbrook, oh. He turns into Ricky Rubio in the playoffs. He turns, he drops off massively. So Russell Russell Westbrook is an all time bad performer. Yeah, I'm, I'm kind Why of even bring him up. No, but I'm, I'm just I'm saying that's interesting to see that as well. West Harden is he stays neutral or he drops down a bit. That's Westbrook, yo, but like a team like Westbrook, he drops down all the way, but. These other guys, they elevate. Yo, but Harden's issue is that he doesn't elevate. Yo, top five he doesn't player, play no, But let me ask you something, though. Oh, let me ask all of you a question. So we realize that the two toughest outings for the Nets right now, you know, if everything's clicking on all cylinders, even without Kyrie, if James Harden's playing MVP-level basketball, Kevin Durant, the two biggest threats to the Nets are Miami Heat and the Milwaukee Bucks. I would if, throw Atlanta in there. Okay, but we're going to we're gonna do the, the proven teams right okay. now. Okay. Um, no, they're pro- Atlanta's Milwaukee's a championship team. I'm with obviously. Milwaukee just won the chip, so I don't know why you're making I'm that face. No, no, no. He's saying how is Miami more proven than Atlanta right Miami now? Just, just made to the finals. What are you talking about? Atlanta two just years went ago. to the ECF last yes, year because Philly exactly. choked. But that has nothing to do with anything. Philly played hard. Philly choked and I'm, Atlanta I'm stepped giving, up. But time out, but time out, but time out. They're not more Miami proven than Miami. was just but Miami but was just in like the finals, Atlanta's not proven, though. Fair, but Miami they don't was like just Atlanta, in the finals. No, they don't no, say, no, 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 no. I'm not disrespecting Atlanta, No, but you made it seem like Atlanta's not proven. But what have they done? They just went to the ECF last year. But they haven't won it. That's their first. Neither has Miami. They made the finals. What are you talking Atlanta, about? But they haven't yeah. won anything. You but just said they exactly. haven't won anything. But it's not. It's, it, look, Wait, hold on, hold on. Just before you go, I'm asking you a question. PJ Tucker just because came over championship. Kyle Lowry's run championship. They have championship pedigree Kyle on that team. They have proven players. No, they have proven players. If I disrespect Atlanta, that's what I meant. That's what I meant. No one was disrespecting Miami. We just want you to give a little bit more credit to Atlanta. That's all it was. No, Atlanta's a good team. In all seriousness, in all seriousness, you know I don't like Atlanta, but. I, I asked you on the podcast, a couple podcasts ago, I said, if Atlanta were to face a healthy Boston team in the first round, you would have picked Boston to beat Atlanta. At that moment, yeah. Okay. At that moment, yeah. 2019 in the bubble, Miami faced a healthy Boston team and, and, and I picked Boston. beat them. And I picked Boston. Okay, you well, picked but, Boston, but, but Miami but wait, wait, what's handed your, what it What is to your them. point about then and now? 
Because if you ask no, Miami's today, a more proven team than Atlanta. So, who, who, so who's more wait, of a wait, contender? Wait, wait, but who's cause, more cause, wait, of a contender? Hold on, hold on, Miami or saying, Atlanta? You're saying that, and I get it. But the same time, at that moment, nobody picked Miami to go to the finals. I did. The same, no, stop. I did. I, I'm, no, but I'm speaking in general. The same way how nobody picked Atlanta to go to the ECF. Facts. And what happened? Philly choked, and Miami just prevailed and went to the finals. The same way Atlanta did. So stop. Put some respect on Atlanta. No, I'm it. not saying you disrespect no, I'm Miami. Not, look, I'm just saying put a little bit more respect on Atlanta. Because the same way you're saying that Miami went to the finals. If Katie and Harden are hitting on all cylinders, you're going to pick Brooklyn to for beat sure. Atlanta. For, I would but, pick the Brooklyn to beat Miami. Exactly. But that, but you're not letting me finish my point though. So let's say let's say we play Milwaukee or Miami. But you're saying this is at Nets let's full say strength. Let's say Nets minus Kyrie because of course. we don't know if that guy's playing. You. I'm with you. I'm with you. I don't okay. know. Whatever. If we play them, if we play Miami or Milwaukee, and James Harden is like, you know, he's not. He, he has that little drop off that you know that that he usually has in the postseason. Not a major drop off, but he has a drop off. Are you confident that Brooklyn can beat Milwaukee? I wasn't confident. Uh, you weren't confident last year, so we're going to say no. With, with Are you, Kevin Durant, I'm confident that you guys could probably beat Atlanta. I'm confident that you guys should get past Miami, although they have a really solid defense. Lowry doesn't have the it, best reputation in the playoffs either. That's it'd a be fact. a tough series. The thing is, if Kevin Durant is who everyone says he is, he needs to get past those two teams. Now, Milwaukee, on the other hand, is a whole different battle. But I think Miami can beat Milwaukee. The thing is the matchup versus Brooklyn. I'm just talking Brooklyn versus Milwaukee. I agree with you. I oh, think yeah. Miami matches up well could. with Brooklyn too. But I'm just it, No, they, they do. do. They do. They do. They but, have but they have an answer. Kevin for Durant should not lose to Miami or Atlanta. He shouldn't. He shouldn't. We can expect him to ball out. But my question this is why I don't this is why I have like concerns with the Nets this year as a champion as like we've all we've I all, mean you uh, asked us you asked us the question. Yeah. You answer it yeah. for yourself. Okay. Wait. I, do you, you think about? you guys could beat a Milwaukee right now or Miami if we face in the playoffs? I I think we could beat Miami. I'm not 100% sure. I honestly don't think we'll beat Milwaukee. What do you think? I think they could beat Milwaukee. It it they took them to 7 overtime with Harden on one leg and KD when Harden came back. Out. I didn't win a game. Yeah, we did. That's yeah, when did. KD backpacked and had that 49 game point five, came, I think he came back No, six. he was there game 5. Oh, okay. So y'all yeah, yeah, went one and two when Harden came back. Yeah. And then y'all yeah, went two on one when Kyrie was there. Yeah. So I think with Harden healthy the entire series and KD, they beat Milwaukee. I thought Tucker was a huge loss. Now somebody else is going to have to guard KD. And versus my, I think Miami's a, a tougher challenge than Milwaukee because I trust Miami's bench. And I think Bam Adebayo is better than Brooke Lopez and your problem is interior defense. But what about the Drew Holiday and James Harden matchup? I'm taking Harden. <laughs> no, obviously James Harden is the better player, but you don't think that Drew Holiday can neutralize, especially with the new rules at hand, you don't think he can neutralize James Harden? That's a good question. Dude, I'm telling Somewhat, you, Milwaukee's going to... But gonna, who's going to guard any, KD? We don't have... All right, that's fine. You, you saw what happened last year. We didn't have but anybody I, I think to guard even, him. Lost. Even Holiday... Who's guarding Giannis? Holiday, <laughs> neutralizing Harden, uh, Holiday neutralizing Harden is like him averaging 27. Well, who's guarding Giannis? Oh God. I don't know Rip, Rip, who's guarding average. Giannis, bro. Who's guarding Chris Middleton? Nobody on our team can guard Chris Middleton. But then who's what's happening with Giannis? I mean, I'm just saying we saw Brooklyn take them to seven, and they have a better roster this year. I feel like I feel like what you guys said is true. Milwaukee's coming in with more confidence. They won a championship with Kyrie. No, uh, Kyrie Kyrie played. He played played three games. They won two, three and a half, three and a half. Game four, he got hurt before halftime. All I'm saying is Kyrie was a factor in that series. Of course he was. We were up. We were blowing him out with Kyrie. But y'all won. You add Harden, we we sweep them. Probably, I think we sweep them. You guys won Game Five, lost Game Six and Seven in Barclays. Yeah, 
It was a t- you know it, to, it, it, it took overtime to beat us. No, just say seven in Barclays. That's what I said. In yeah, Barclays. Seven, seven in Bar- Milwaukee. Six in I Milwaukee. Said, I know. I said they lost game six and then game seven in Barclays. I understand. I didn't. It yeah, sounds no, like. You, yeah, you I said game yeah, six yeah, and seven yeah, yeah, in Barclays. I don't know. I, I, just, I, I don't know. I just feel like with teams that have two-way players up and down their roster, I just don't think we fare well against them, especially without Kyrie. Kyrie's supposed to be that guy, that that X factor, that if James Harden's playing bad, he's going to pick up the scoring. If somehow Kevin Durant's playing bad, he can pick up the scoring along with James. It, 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 that's the luxury of having someone like Kyrie. I'm going to finish with this. Um, I've been very critical of James Harden on this segment, nah, and has. I was. He has. But I have no doubt he's going to figure it out. Me too. And I think ba- the way that you're talking, you are underselling how great he's going to be in the playoffs. I, look, I hope I, you're right. He acts like I'm up. Like, I hope you're right. Bro. I, I know that you don't trust Harden, but I think you're underselling how great he's going to be. I hope because you're Because right. maybe he's not going to score 30, but he's going to be that point look, guard I, you need. I, I hope you're and right. And we'll see. We'll see. I but that's just right. my gut feeling. I think he'll figure it out. And, you know, it's a long season Soften, ahead. Soften, baby. Long season again. Long season ahead. I'm you guys. The pity party is crazy. Carmelo Anthony, a former New York Knick. Uh, an amazing player, awesome dude. Ninth all-time in scoring now. He passed Moses Malone, and he now has 27,423 points, which is ninth all-time. Nice. Malone had 27,409. He had 28 points against the Grizzlies, 10 for 15 from the field. And I didn't want to sound blasphemous when I said this. Uh, I didn't want to sound blasphemous by saying this on, on the last pod when we talked about the Lakers. But I was about to say it. I never said it. I regret it now because now he, you know, he had a great performance. With Russ adjusting off ball, and who knows how long that's going to take. What I was going to say last episode, but I didn't say was Carmelo Anthony's probably the third best player on this team, and there's a chance he could be that guy. And there's there are chance there's a chance where every other night he could be the third best player on the court for the Lakers, like he showed against Memphis, and have a vintage performance. As long as Russ doesn't figure it out. Uh, the question for this topic is how high do you think Carmelo can finish on the all-time scoring list? And what's your best memory of Carmelo Anthony? I would probably say he'll finish in the seven range. You think so? Seven, eight. I think he'll end up getting there. Maybe six. You know, it's gonna Just to let you know, Shaq is eighth right now at 28,596. Wilt is seventh at 31,419. Like, yep, I'm stuck. I'm stuck on eight because he's out of his prime. You know what I'm saying? He's he's reverted to just a bench role. He's not going to score the 24, 25 points again. He might retire next year. You know what I'm saying? So it's like eight is probably a good spot. He might be stuck at nine, you know? Just to let you know, disclaimer, the Knicks are beating the 76ers 83 to 58. Tough. Knicks oh are tough, God. bro. People keep sleeping on them. They're a good team. Tough. My fondest memory of Melo, I would probably say – not fond as I'd probably say the moment I remember the most is <laughs> him, him and him in the garden when the, we we uh we came to visit New York and we April eighth two thousand twelve that was the day yeah and we was the number one seed in the league and we came to visit the the Knicks you know tense game we always played the Knicks hard at that time you know it was tense game and Melo hit the big three on the old dang on dang then he went to OT and hit another big three I think on Taj at that that was that a little dang. The second one? The second one was on Luol Deng. The first one might have been on Taj. I don't know. I know the yeah, second one was on Luol Deng. He hit the two big threes and they won the game in New York. Bang! Yeah, so that's my that's the moment I remember the most about young Melo. That's the moment I remember. 
So I think Melo will probably stick around that eight or nine range. It'll be a lot to ask him. Let's say he sticks around with, with LeBron. I mean, what is he, 37-2 as well? I believe I so, yeah. Same age as LeBron. He's a little bit older because he went to college. It depends. I'm not, I didn't think that he would retire next season. You just are the first person to. I think if you guys win, he'll probably give it up. Hey, listen, I wouldn't be too upset at him, truthfully. But let's say he sticks around a few more years. He won't win, though. Just Whatever you say. Uh, your word means nothing to me. <laughs> um, I just to let you know it's that, not though. impossible for him to pass Shaquille O'Neal. I think 30K is a little bit of a stretch. I don't think that he'll get there given his new role. He's not the primary scorer on his teams. I think that he'll stick around this 8 or 9 range. Now, my strongest memory of Carmelo Anthony would be when LeBron returned back home. His first night back in in Ohio, excuse me, in Ohio, back at Cleveland, and Cleveland definitely was the favorites to win that game. Oh, that was opening night, right? Opening, opening night, yeah. Melo cooked that game, right? and Melo goes and hits the dagger over LeBron to put them up five. I think it was one hundred two ninety seven, and Melo just played amazing that entire game. Melo and LeBron were just going back and forth possessions. That was when LeBron just it didn't matter what you were doing in the paint. He he nice. was converting all of his and ones. But Melo came to play that night, and Melo put put the Cavaliers to bed. That's probably my strongest memory of of Carmelo Anthony. But one hundred percent, that game against the Bulls, where he goes back to back possessions, hitting threes, one to tie, one to put him up three. That was incredible. That's probably his his signature moment as a Nick for sure. But he's had a plethora oh of clutch gosh. game time shots in in that Nick uniform. Of course, he had his his moments in. In Denver, but the ones that resonate most with me because this is what I've actually seen. His time in New York was special. Carmelo Anthony, man, such a great dude, such a great player. Won a championship with Syracuse, first ballot Hall of Famer, no doubt. I know Riv has his reservations about that. You just Um, (laughs) because we had a segment about this before when Carmelo was tenth all time. He pat he was he now became tenth, and you said you don't think he's the first ballot Hall of Famer. I think that's a ludicrous take, Mm -hmm. but. Carmelo Anthony, Olympic gold medalist. Are you saying he's not first ballot? No, I don't think he's first Carmelo? Ballot. Ninth really? old time. Really? Bro, they, yeah, they no. let in a lot worse than him first ballot. That's, that's, I don't think those guys are first ballot either. Though. I'll get on to my uh, take. Carmelo Anthony, Olympic gold medalist. They call him Olympic medal for a reason. He's that good. The only place he wins. And Carmelo Anthony is someone who... Has had a ton of great moments in the NBA. He went toe-to-toe with, with Kobe Bryant in the Western Conference Finals in 2009. Sure. Had an amazing series against Kobe Bryant in that series. He was flattered amazing. They fell short. The Lakers won a championship that year against Orlando. If Denver faces Orlando, they win that. You know, I, I think they win that. What year? Uh, 09. Jameer Nelson was out. He wasn't, he wasn't himself. He was coming back from a torn labrum. They probably win that. My best moment from Melo is... 43-point game, MSG, against Chicago. Man, beating those Bulls was an amazing moment. Carmelo Anthony hitting threes in overtime. It's going to feel very similar to me, that feeling when we beat them on Thursday night. We have, we're, we're beating Philly. We're spanking Philly right now because we're coming. We're getting ready for Chicago. Thibodeau said, look, I, I coached in Chicago before. We, we're going to beat them. We're going to go back home. We're going to beat the. Oh, we're going to go to Chicago. We're going to beat them. I know this arena. And we are going to hand it to Chicago on Thursday. <laughs> I'm smelling a bet. You're not going to beat us. I'm smelling a bet. But I, I just look at Carmelo Anthony. He's just so many great moments. I would say another great moment that stands out to me that I guess is uh, is partially great, partially not. 
it was a great season, no doubt, when we won 53 games, I believe, with Melo on the Knicks. We faced Indiana. You know, oh. one, one of the lowlights, Melo goes up to the basket and Roy Hibbert denies him, and that changed the momentum of the game. But Carmelo Anthony's a first ballot Hall of Famer. He, I think he's going to finish eighth all time. He's going to pass Shaq. He's going to finish eighth all time in scoring. And if Harden doesn't win a championship this year, you know, I Harden's my guy. I want him to win over anybody else. I want Melo to win. Me and too. that'll make, that'll, you know, make Westbrook win too. So now two players that deserve rings win a championship. I'd be happy with that. But Carmelo Anthony deserves it. I wish he came back to New York this season because you see how we're whooping Philly with Carmelo added spark off the bench. He could be a finals <laughs> contender. I'm just saying. Carmelo Anthony's that great. But, man, Carmelo Anthony, great career. The New York Knicks are here. Everything's going right. Everything's going right. Man, listen, you just told us four games in. Relax. Let's relax <laughs> over there. You guys haven't had a, the Bulls this season haven't had a win like the Knicks are winning against Philly right now. We also don't have a loss like you guys have. Well, we beat Boston. <laughs> just, we beat. Bo- have you beat a team as good as Boston yet? No. Nah. We haven't. didn't lose to a team like Orlando. Have you spanked the team? <laughs> I just want you to have know you that. spanked the team as good as Philly yet? No. No, but we haven't lost oh. like a team like Orlando. I need you to know hey, who, that. Who's harder to guard, Embiid or Vucevic? Embiid. Hey, who's harder Mitch? to guard, Cole Anthony or Fred VanVleet? Answer that. Cole Anthony was on one. Oh yeah, that's sad. He was on one. <laughs> yeah, you allowed that. He was on. Who's, one. Your, who's your, Kemba? D Rose? RJ? Why no, do you Kemba, put RJ on? Kemba's been mid. He's mid. No, Yo. Kemba's having a good game right now. Oh, is he? Uh, yeah. Good for him. You didn't have a stopper for uh, young old Cole. We got a stopper. I don't know about you guys. Mitch is holding and beating check. He's gonna do the uh, same thing with Vucevic. Really? Are they he's stopping, defensive are they player to you? <laughs> yeah, RJ. RJ is right now. RJ right now is holding opponents to twenty five percent from the field. He's going to do the same thing with Zach. What when happened to Cole, Zach? though? You're not answering that. What happened to Cole? I don't know. Should, should RJ guard Zach? Don't or should keep he Fournier just, on him. Or should he just take DeMar out of the game? Don't guard keep Zach. Fournier Zach's on him. Please don't. Please guard don't. <laughs> like, wait till they get Kemba in the swing. <laughs> 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 oh We're going to see him on Thursday. I ain't going to talk too much. Yeah. I'm going to continue It's, it's cool because the Listen, Knicks, I'm smelling a bet. Let's get a little friendly wager on it. I'm going to continue the humble route. I'm going to continue the humble route. Wow. You should. Look, you hear this guy? He's talking crazy on y'all. You should. You no, haven't. You gonna let the team man. do the talking, right? He beat Philly. He beat Boston. Good wins. Or they were really. You know what's good funny wins. though? Toronto spanked Boston, and guess who we beat? We beat Toronto. <laughs> so it's just funny to me. Oh, you haven't beat the. Yeah, I know. And we haven't lost yet. They lost Orlando. It's cool though. We're just gonna wait till we see them. They gotta come That's to Chicago. We almost lost to Detroit though. We almost, but did we? Almost oh. did. Oh, you lost, right? <laughs> but you're going to lose to the Knicks uh, on Thursday. We'll see. Y'all got to come see us. Y'all got to come to the United Center. That game is must-watch TV. We'll see y'all, bro. He, he, too much of this. Listen, what else is now? You got too much firepower, bro. We'll be good. You know, Caruso, your boy. I told you. I told <laughs> once you. We, once we secure our tickets to the December 2nd game, Bulls at Knicks at MSG, we have to promote it to tell our listeners that we're going to be there. That Fan they got to pull up? Fan meetup. Fan meetup. Should IG Live it? In front of the uh, in front of the MSG arena, link up, take a side in the game. That'd be lit. Sife. He's <laughs> <laughs> <You> crazy. <laughs> they take a side, side. <laughs> they take a side, Sife. That'd be hilarious, bro. Imagine, bro. Y'all gonna That'd be, be two uh, oh and two. So you got anything to say about Carmelo Anthony? Uh, I think he's gonna finish what number eight. I think he's gonna replace Shaq all time. 
I've been a huge advocate for Melo. I, I don't I don't really like the disrespect he's gotten throughout his career. I mean, if you know me, you've debated basketball with me. You know I have like a profound respect for Carmelo Anthony in his game. With that being said, he's easily a first ballot Hall of Famer. If you're if we look at that list right there, all of those players were first ballot Hall of Famers that are in the top ten. Yeah, scoring without on a time. doubt. So Melo's gonna get in there. As far as Kareem, Carmelo, LeBron will be. Kobe will obviously was a year early, which was lit. He's on none of those players' list, uh, level. I mean, but he's in that. I think he's going to get it. But is Melo top five scorer all time? It's what like bag wise, like the ways he can score. Period. I mean, he is can he score at all three scorer? levels. He has the no. post game. He has the no, post. but he's he's close. He has he's already. I he's agree. He's he's I think he's top ten. Kobe. Yep. Michael Jordan. Yep. Kevin Durant. Yep. James Harden. Hmm. Steph is a better scorer. Uh, yeah, Steph. Oh yeah, yeah, for sure. <coughs> wait, wait, but where's LeBron? You're talking about I don't different think ways to score or points per game. Just score, like in general, everything, like mid range, all that stuff. Yeah. Who's a better scorer? Who's it's, a better? I scorer? mean, I think Melo's more well rounded scorer than James Harden. But who's I, a better scorer though? No, but the that, thing that, is, that, but Harden he's well rounded. No, if, no, Harden's line. a better scorer. But who's a more well rounded scorer? Like who has who's, more ways yeah. to score? Is Melo? Show. What hard is the best? Well, Harden used to have that midi in his back. Nah, he did. Yeah, twenty fifteen. Harden post game yeah. like Melo though. Melo's post game. Melo's post game is one of the best. Face up seen. game is crazy too. He's a, he's a forward though. You know, yeah. Harden is a guard. Harden you know is. what? You know what's one memory you guys didn't? And Guards I'm surprised you left out. I was tuning into this game one night. I was bored, and the Knicks were playing, and I was like, "Yo, let me tune into the Knicks." And I saw that game where Carmelo Anthony broke the record for the most points at the Garden against Charlotte. Facts. And when he hit that half court shot, like that. Right there was an amazing moment. Another amazing moment that I had. It's kind of, I don't know if it's underrated. I think it's a great moment. It was when Melo stole the inbounds pass in Denver and he dunked it all over Paul Millsap. I was, was watching that live. I thought that was against San Antonio. He dunked it all over Paul Millsap. Melo has a lot of great moments when he battled LeBron that one game when he gave him <laughs> that one game. fingers. That one game when he gave him 45. When they were battling in the queue when he was in Denver, hit the tough game. Pretty much game winning shot over LeBron. So oh, Melo's had a lot of great moments. I've had I have respect for Melo, even even though he was a crosstown foe, putting up forty five on Gerald Wallace's head <laughs> that one game. I respect Melo. First battle Hall of Famer. I think he's gonna be number eight all time. And I like I'm with Joel. If my team doesn't win, I wouldn't be mad if Melo wins. So, solely because of the fact that people were trying to make fun of him last year because they thought Chris Paul was going to win the ring and they thought that he was going to be the only person in the Banana Boat crew to not get a ring. Plus, I don't really like Chris Paul. So if Melo wins, I don't think Chris Paul wins, and then Melo will be the ring, and Chris Paul will be the only one in the Banana Boat crew that doesn't have a ring. Man, so um, 2010, Carmelo Anthony wanted to get traded. He was wanted to go to New Jersey or... New York, and I was a fan of both teams at the time, but I said, whoever he goes to, I'm going to be a fan of. <laughs> and I'm glad it was the Knicks because they're the better team, better organization, so, better colors, better team. got Darren Williams. Yeah, I did get Darren Williams. He was nice. Bro, he, he had one good year with us. Yeah, that's a fact. But then Melo didn't really accomplish much with the Knicks either, though, so I'm not mad. You mentioned Chris Paul, and, and Chris Paul also made some history of himself. He's the first player to ever have 20,000 points and 10,000 Assists. John Stockton is close though. He has nineteen thousand five hundred points and he has fifteen thousand assists, which is ridiculous. But between Chris Paul and John Stockton, who do you think is the better player? I think I'm gonna go Chris Paul. 
I think I like I'm gonna take the scoring. I think I'm gonna take the playmaking. I'm gonna take it all. You know, they're both do it all guards, but Chris Paul's ability to get to the basket, his ability to create his clutchness, I think I'm gonna go Chris Paul. Both of them haven't won, so that's the beauty of it. We can really just go who is a better player pound for pound. But I think I'm gonna go with Chris Paul. His IQ is one of the best we've ever seen. So yeah, I gotta go Chris Paul. I think Chris Paul is better than John Stockton. I think given what Chris Paul has been given his entire career, I mean, sure, he had James Harden, but other than that, talent really hasn't been there. We saw him leave Houston, go to OKC. People were really down on Chris Paul, didn't think that he would do much. OKC was a terrible team, didn't think that the addition of Chris Paul meant anything. Chris Paul made them a playoff team, leaves them, goes to the Suns, takes the Suns and changes them from a a borderline playoff team just missing the playoffs to the second seed in the West now. It's just testament of what he means to the game what he means to his team as a whole because it's bigger than just being the player he's now become almost a a secondary coach a coach on the court which is special very rare especially nowadays in the NBA now not to take anything away from Stockton of course because Stockton was great in his own right was a solid shooter obviously one of the best passers this game has to offer fantastic defense as well but you look at you look at Chris Paul Fantastic defender has always been his entire career. He's a better scorer than what Stockton ha- than Stockton was, and facilitating. Chris Paul never played with Karl Malone, and that pick and roll game was was one of the most unstoppable uh, play calls that that there was at that time, especially. And Karl Malone was one of the most dominant big men in the league, number two scorer all time. So obviously, Stockton had that to his benefit too. And, and not to t- that sounds like I'm taking away from Stockton's abilities and his numbers, of course, but that's not my intention. I just solely mean it to bolster what Chris Paul means to his squads. I mean, we saw him bring the Hornets to the playoffs year in, year out. They He leaves. They're not a playoff team at all. They're really irrelevant, truthfully. Then he goes. The, the, the trade gets vetoed to the Lakers. Who knows how that could have changed his career because obviously you had Kobe in his prime, CP3 in his prime. Who knows what could have happened, truthfully. So then he goes, I'm pretty sure what, he goes from the Hornets to, to the Clippers. So then the Clippers, they're a playoff team, obviously. He had a few bad choke jobs, which were questionable, of course. But it's like, you look at Stockton, he never really clutched up either. I mean, he had a clutch shot to get them to the NBA Finals that 98 season. I Either 98 or 97, one of the two. He had a shot to take his team and put them into the NBA Finals. But then he had a few moments in the NBA Finals where he just did not shine, truthfully. And Chris Paul obviously hasn't shined either, but if we're just going based off skill and, and what pl- each player means to their team, I'm going Chris Paul. I think it's Chris Paul, and I don't think it's relatively close. Yeah, no. Uh, stats are similar, accolades very similar, but as who I'm taking to lead my team, Chris Paul, John Stockton, it's Chris Paul, no debate to me. Chris Paul has more All-Stars. He has more All-NBA first teams. He has more All-Defensive all teams. He has more all NBA defensive first teams. He is a six-time steal leader to John Stockton's two. He has won Rookie of the Year, and this is all in less seasons. John, Chris Paul, when talking about Chris Paul and John Stockton, John Stockton his entire career played second fiddle to Karl Malone because that's Karl Malone. It's the second, second leading scorer in NBA history. He was amazing in his own right. Off the court, different thing, different issue, different subject. Closest thing Chris Paul ever had to a running mate, a running big man, to Malone was David West and and Blake Griffin. I was going to say BG. And Blake Griffin. But I think David West probably fit Chris Paul a little bit more 
even though it was much more flashier watching Blake Griffin. So when we talk about Chris Paul and John Stockton, I'm taking Chris Paul because he's proven he can be the best player on the team and lead you somewhere. John Stockton has never had to do that, so I don't know if he if he can do that. But Chris Paul's track record is amazing in doing that. 0405, the Hornets, before they got Chris Paul, won 18 games. The very next year with a rookie Chris Paul, they won 38 games in the Western Conference. Then the very next year took the Spurs to seven games in the Western Conference semifinals, and Paul averaged 24 points and 11 assists in 08. He had an MVP-like season that year with the Clippers, 2011-2012, before Chris Paul, 32 wins. Next year with Chris Paul, 40-26, and 26, that was the lockout season. They could have been a 50-win team. Then he has five straight 50-win seasons with the Clippers, goes to Houston. They win the year before before he got to Houston, he won 55 games. He gets there, they win 65 games. Then the very next year, he won 53 games. So from that stretch, from 2012 to 2019, Chris Paul has won 50 games in every single season. And then you mentioned it. He goes to OKC, don't have expectations, makes the playoffs with him. Then Phoenix, 10 seed, takes them to the second seed, and they make the finals that very, that very year, that very same year, which was that last season. Chris Paul, everywhere he's went, has made an impact on winning. And because the first time he made the Western Conference Finals was with James Harden, people often say maybe it was Harden that took him there. But you look at what Harden and CP3 have done after Houston. CP3 has accomplished more in terms of winning. And there's no doubt about it. In fact, in hindsight, trading for Westbrook was the wrong decision because they should have kept Chris Paul and Clint Capella that team, they had a formula that worked. Chris Paul, eight of the last 10 seasons, has 50 wins, not even including what they might do this season. Chris Paul, fifth in box plus minus, only behind James, Johnson, Robinson, and Jordan. Stockton is eighth. Paul, ninth in PER. Stockton is 39th. Paul is fifth in win share. Stockton is 18th. Stockton is third in value over replacement. Paul is seventh. It's close, but... As a guy, as somebody I want to take to lead my team, I don't think it's close. I think I'm taking Chris Paul all the way. Um, I think we're all gonna agree it's Chris Paul is the better player by you know by not a wide margin, but he's a, he's a better player. Um, Chris Paul, to his credit, is one of the best leaders this game has ever seen in terms of his leadership on the court, his impact on the court as well, his ability to be like a head coach basically on the court help out younger guys like we've seen and we've seen chris paul go to okc with young players have no expectation everybody's game raises they had like a zero percent zero point one or something percent chance by espn to not make the playoffs he took them there to the playoffs played houston in the first round very very tough could have went either way could have went either way houston won the series but that just goes to show you how how much chris paul impacts winning he's a winning i mean He's a winning player, but he hasn't won the big game yet. But he's a winning player everywhere he's going. Um, in 08, best season of his career. Could have argued that if LeBron wasn't there, 08-09, that's an MVP caliber season. Yeah, 19 points, sure. 11 assists, led the league in steals. 08? 08-09. Something, he, one year he finished second to LeBron. I'm not sure which one it was. It was that year. It was okay. that year, right? So he was putting up like 23. Uh, and my, it was 07-08. It, it was Something like he was putting up something along the lines, leading league in assists and steals. Yeah, fact check me on that. But you know, other than that, I mean, look, Chris Paul, steady player, one of the best passers of all time. Defensively, you could say it's close between them. John Stockton has the steals. 
I'm not gonna lie, I really didn't see John Stockton really play much, so I wouldn't. I don't know how how good he was on the perimeter guarding up these other players. I know Chris Paul has been an excellent perimeter defender for the most part of his career. I mean, there was one game I was watching where Chris Paul literally took Kevin Durant out the game. And that's when he was on the Clippers. He literally took Kevin Durant out the game. I haven't really seen anybody do that. So for him to take that responsibility, guard somebody to the caliber of Kevin Durant, shows you his leadership, shows you his defensive prowess. You want to talk scoring, he's definitely a better scorer than John Stockton all time. That was that year. So 23 points, 11 assists. Three steals the a game. Assistant steals that yeah, yeah, it's ridiculous. That was in his and third he almost season. averaged five. He, he averaged five rebounds, five yeah. and a half. That is crazy. I mean, he was he was he was remarkable. But the MVP 0708, he finished behind Kobe. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Okay. He, he averaged twenty one points, Basically almost twelve team. assists. Yeah. Four I was rebounds. about to say because 0809, you could have said D.U.A. could have got that one. When we led the league in scoring thirty points per game, right? Yeah. Yeah, you could say that. But I mean, look, King James. Mo- motto consistently. Wow. Chris Paul's been. A <laughs> Chris Paul's been a, you know, he's just been a very consistent player. You know, we're going to get from 18 points, double digit assists, great defense. He impacts winning. He's a great leader on and off the court. He's somebody that you want to bring around your younger guys, mentor them. He's just done so much for the game. His career is so incredible. It's a close outing, but I'm going to say Chris Paul just because I feel like that scoring ability along with, you know, not being being equal in terms of passing. But then when we look at what, what he's done for teams like the Pelicans, or the Suns, or OKC, or the Rockets. He just he just brings winning. He just he's a winning player. hasn't got the big hasn't won the big chip. Neither neither, have. Did, neither did John Stockton. But I mean, this year I'm pretty sure we can all agree the Suns are going to be what top three in the West. If I mean they're off to a slow start right now. But with that being said, I mean this is, could be another season where Chris Paul adds another 50 win team to yeah. you know to his resume. I won't be old head uh, rev this episode. Uh. But John, no, but I'm not taking nothing away from John. John Stockton was an amazing player. He was. Great point guard. I mean, his assist record is not going to be touched. Nobody's getting that anytime soon. As a playmaker, they're probably on the same level. Like I said, for me, Chris Paul is just scoring. Yeah, scoring is what separates him. Because he can do everything Stockton can do. And Stockton is also on the defensive end, the playmaking end, but he can also score the ball at a high level. Oh, yeah. Not, Not for Jazz fans in here, for old school fans, we're not trying to undermine John Stockton. He's a great player. We He's just top think, five point guard. We ever. just think Chris Paul, in my opinion, the, now, the, the scoring ability just puts Chris Paul over. Last thing I'll say that's interesting because obviously you got Magic, you got Isaiah. Let me respect him. You got Magic, you got Steph, you got it. Number four, Oscar, probably Oscar for sure. Now Ooh. Chris Paul or Stockton. Yeah, Chris Paul. You know what it is? I always forget Oscar. He's a dog. That's what it is. Twenty-seven, so ten, and okay. eight for his because I always forget Oscar. That's now, it. He's top five. Yo, He's Westbrook, Westbrook or Chris Paul all the time. Chris Paul's top your point guard. No, Chris Paul was top five. I'm saying I always forget Oscar in my yeah. top five. There's people that that I was arguing with a couple people that think that Westbrook deserves to be in the top five over Chris Paul all the time in point guards. I mean, how do you guys feel about that? I, I won't. If you look at the resume, I mean, look, Chris uh, nah. Westbrook has the MVP. I'm going Chris Paul. Me too. I, I like Chris Paul's game better. When it's all said and done, and people go back and look at their, both Paul. their careers. Actually, I don't think so. I think when people like people that are younger that are coming up are going to go back, look at their careers, and say Russ had the better stats. Definitely. But watching in real time, you understand Chris Paul is better. Impact to winning. Yeah. If the Lakers, if the Lakers had Chris Paul, I mean, you know, <laughs> that's completely different it's than over. having Westbrook. It's over. So that right there just tells you everything. Yeah, on to the last segment of the show, NFL Pick'em Week Eight. Our camera stopped recording, so we're gonna didn't try even to do the TikToks, right? Oh uh, no, he didn't do the TikTok question. We'll do that next episode. Yeah. So our camera stopped recording because it needs to be charged. NFL Pick'em Week Eight, first game Thursday night, Packers Cardinals. 
I'm going with the Packers if Devontae Adam plays in this game. I'm going with the Cardinals. You you said the Packers if Tate plays. So what if Tate don't play? You going Arizona? Arizona yeah. I'm going to go with Arizona. I'm I'm going to ride that wave. I like that team. I think they're going to stay undefeated this week. I think regardless of Tate plays, I think Cardinals got this one. Yeah, Packers are banged up. I got the Cardinals. Panthers versus Falcons. I have the Falcons in this game. They're going to win. I'm taking the Panthers full sweep on them Atlanta boys. I think they're going to win this one. I think Falcons win. I think this is where they start to turn their season around. I think the Falcons are going to win as well. Titans versus Colts. <laughs> I'm going to ride with my squad. Your the squ- team that I said was my squad, even though I hate them. Mm. Uh, my squad, because I said early in the season, who was the best, worst team? I said the Colts, and they've, they've been... Yeah, me I'm, I'm, I'm staying a Wentz homer. Yeah, Colts. That's, I think the Colts win this game too. I think that is going to be a great game. Hot right now. They, and, and JT the, has the, been the out of his mind. The Wentz Pittman connection has been dope. I yep. wanted Pittman on the Jets. Yo, bro. Pittman looks crazy. Yeah, no, he's like big body type, like yeah. jump balls. So who was a comparison I told you was? Who did you say? I'm I said blanking. he was like a better Kenny. He's like a Kenny Galladay type. Okay, player. okay. I told you about Pittman. Yeah, you told me. You you know you told me about all these guys. <laughs> Titans Colts. Who you got? Colts. Okay. Got the Titans. Okay. Okay. The Outside Titans. the box. Dolphins versus Bills. I got the Bills, Bills. in this one. Bills. <sighs> Stop. Stop. For real. Come on. It's going to be a good game, no, though. It's not. It is. Bills win. Bet you blow up. How many 15. points? 20 points. 20. No. 15. 20, 20 points. 20. $10. Done. Deal. Next game, Bengals versus Jets. Bengals. This is like uh, yeah, last year yeah, they beat y'all when it was like Owen some chain. <laughs> yeah. I'm going Bengals. I'm, I'm going Bengals too. I got the j- Bengals. <laughs> <laughs> Steelers versus Browns. It's a good game. Browns. I got to stick. I got to stay I'm home. Browns. Browns. Yeah. This Browns. is an interesting game because do we know if Baker's playing? Is it is it back? Is it confirmed that he's coming back? Yeah. If Baker doesn't play, I'm picking yeah, the Steelers. Same here. The you think case was that much of a drop off? Oh wow. That's a good point. Odell did not tweak like I thought that he would with Case I mean, You so. know better than me. No, I'm going. I'm going. I'm going if Baker's yeah. if Baker doesn't play, I'm going Steelers. If Baker plays, yeah, I'm, I'm stick going stick with my gut. Baker doesn't play. I'm Chubb, going Steelers. Chubb and Baker should. Chubb is back. I don't know about Baker, but if Baker and Chubb are back, I'm going Browns. I'm going with the Steelers in this game. I think they've been asking Mike Tomlin about a USC job Word, in the he media, tweaked on him. and he's pretty annoyed by that. Yeah. And I think this game, I think they're just going to come out well coached. The Browns are very well coached as well, but I got the Steelers in this one. Me too. I got the Steelers. Eagles versus Lions. Do the Lions get their first win? Nah, they don't. I got the Eagles. <laughs> Yo, we lose, bro. Oh, man, I got the Eagles, though. I'm riding Lions. I think the Lions win this one. I think this is the oh, first one that they get. They, yeah, they really are. They are a competitive team. They were competitive against the Rams last week for a portion of that game. I'm going with the Lions in this one to beat the Eagles. They're going with the Eagles. They're always competitive and for some reason just can't win. Such a fact. It's hilarious. Rams versus Texans. I got the Rams. Rams. Yeah, I'm going Rams. Rams. 49ers versus Bears. 49ers. This is interesting because the Bears love to be competitive in games like this. A, a, a game that's within reason, they do play up to the talent. I mean, they have a, a, a solid few wins. I think they beat the, the beat the Raiders, beat the Bengals. I'm blanking on their last game that they won. Doesn't matter, really. I think that the Bears do win this game. I'm not high on the 49ers. I think the 49ers will run all over them. I think the Bears find a way to win. I got the 49ers in this game. I got the Bears. Patriots versus Chargers. This is going to be a great game, I feel like. 
But I think I'm I'm gonna go with Justin Herbert and I'm gonna go with the Chargers. I think the Chargers need this win, especially after they they got blown out by the Ravens before the bye. Uh, maybe they were just cruising into the bye and really didn't take it too serious. So I mean, I'm not thinking too much about it. I think the Chargers do win this game. Chargers defense hasn't looked great. I agree. I have the Patriots because okay. the Chargers okay. scheme they don't predicate on stopping a run. I think the Patriots are gonna run the ball and Mac Jones is gonna have a really good game. Okay. Uh, I still have hope on the Patriots making the playoffs, and if they want to make the playoffs, they have to beat a team like this. So I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with the Patriots. I think they still have a slight window to make the playoffs. Jaguars versus Seahawks. I forgot Russell Wilson is playing. I'm gonna go with the Jaguars this week. I, I, I sense an upset. Geno fake whack. So I'm. I'm gonna have to go <laughs> with Trevor Lawrence. Yeah, I'm gonna pick the Jaguars this week. Seahawks played in some tough conditions last night, and who knows if that's the reason why their defense looked probably the best that it's looked all season. This is an intriguing game to pick the Jaguars, even though I don't think that they're anywhere near the Saints right now. I'm probably going, I'm, I'm going to take the Seahawks. I think the Seahawks win this game. I think Gino will do enough, especially against this Jaguars defense that's very mediocre. I think it'll be, I think the Seahawks will win this one. I got the Jaguars in this game. Trevor Lawrence has an exceptional one, I think, in this one. I agree. And Seahawks make the Jets pick even better. Yeah, same exact thing Joel said I was going to say. So, yeah, I got the Jaguars winning this game. Buccaneers versus Saints. I got the Bucs in this one. Bucs easy. Saints. The Bucs. Going Saints. They're, regular season-wise, they're going to beat Tampa Bay Bucs. Just in the playoffs, you know, it gets bad. So, I'm going to ride with the Saints. For my DraftKings boys, take Alvin Kamara under rushing yards. It's not happening that game. Washington versus the Broncos. I'm going with Washington. Me too. It's a nice game, though. I like this game. I'm going to take Washington, though. After last week losing to my the Browns, especially with their C team in, I'm not confident in our Broncos. However, we are home. I think we win this game. I think the Broncos win this game, too. Cowboys versus Vikings. That's a Ooh. great game. I'm going to ride with the Cowboys this week. I think they're going to they're gonna beat Minnesota. Coming off the bye, they're going to be refreshed. I'm looking for the Cowboys. I got I got the Cowboys winning this game. The Vikings are going to win. Yeah, we know you. We yeah. know you're going to The Vikings are going to win this game. Every game, rest of the season. Rest Vikings. 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 Yep. Giants versus Chiefs, Monday Night Football. Chiefs. I'll tell you what. I struggled picking that. That's crazy. This is going to be an intriguing game because we don't know if Saquon's going to come back yet. Saquon comes back yet. This game becomes close. We don't know if Tony's going to come back either. I think I, I'm going to go Chiefs, but it's it's a very loose selection. I'm going to go Kansas City in this one. I just have a feeling that Mahomes bounces back. I feel hesitant, though, because I think the Giants could really upset them. Me but too, I'm going to go with the Chiefs. I'm going to be an outlier, and I'm going to say I think the Giants <laughs> win this game. I respect I that. And this is going to do it for this episode of the Pick Aside Podcast, episode 124. You can find us on Instagram and TikTok at Pick Aside Podcast, on Twitter at Pick Aside Pod. Thank you guys for watching or listening, and we'll see you next time. This is Andrew Rotondi from the Bronx Pinstripe Show. In case you didn't know, the show you're listening to right now, as well as my podcast, is part of the Blue Wire Podcast Network. Blue Wire was founded in 2018 on the concept that independent podcasts would be more successful if they worked together. Today, Blue Wire has grown to feature 300 shows led by former athletes, media professionals, and passionate fans. Over the past few years, Blue Wire has privately raised over $10 million to expand their team their podcast network, and business operations. Now, they are raising another round on WeFunder, 
WeFunder is a crowdfunding service that connects startups with investors. It's an amazing platform that gives everyone the opportunity to be part of a growing startup. You can invest for as little as $100. So in other words, you don't have to be a millionaire to invest in cool companies on WeFunder. BlueWire is raising money to expand their sales team and improve operations, which in turn will help this show continue to grow. If you'd like to be part of the BlueWire investment round or just want to find out more information, go to wefunder.com slash bluewire. Again, wefunder.com slash bluewire.